Thanks to BetterHelp for supporting FilmSack. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash filmsack and start living a better life today. Hey, Gase. Hey, how you doing? What's happening? Hey, where's your whites? The prize is coming. You won't miss me. What is this, huh? You're in the Navy, man. You gotta look good, huh? There we go. Cuba, what's up? Ryback, where's your whites? Poor boy doesn't have a dress uniform. Now I got the dress. I forgot the pump. <laughs> Smells like a lard omelet. <laughs> this is Film Sack. Oh, sure. everyone welcome back to film sack this is film sack episode 504 mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind and yes we do smell like a lard omelet my name is scott johnson and i'm joined today by brian we like to call him cue ball and dance with him in the kitchen dunaway let's all dance oh hi hold on a second guys i, I gotta make a quick phone call just a little upcoming party planning business okay okay let's see 1-800 big old teeth hmm that seems like, a, like too many digits. <laughs> well, what the hell? Okay, it's ringing. Oh, hello. Is this Gary Busey? Oh, good. Listen, I am calling on behalf of an interested party who saw your spread in the July 92 issue of Playboy. Yeah, the one where you dressed up in drag as your alter ego, Mary Busey. Oh, you don't remember that? That's Mary. okay. Nobody does. Yeah. Anywho, we would like to offer you a job. What's the job? Well, it involves your you reprising your Mary Busey role and popping out of a cake for about a hundred horny sailors to gawk at you while hooting and hollering obscenities and offering to pleasure you. What's that? You have two rules. One, you don't do cocaine, and two, you don't do cocaine anymore. Well, okay. <laughs> I don't really know what that means, but is that a yes? Oh, you'll think about it. Perfect. I'll check back with you later this week. What's that? Do we have any other jobs available? Not that I know of, but I could. Oh, you do some cooking? You have a specialty called Krill Flavored Bouillabaisse. Based, uh, so, based on the role you played in Steven Seagal movie. Oh, okay. What's in that? Oh, gross. No! No, listen. I really got to go. But I'm going to transfer you over to the guy who handles all the odd jobs. He'll tell you all about the time. Randy? <laughs> Dude, he's spitting that pot. We're going to have to talk about that. He that loogied it. Yeah, that was Krill. bad. And his name is Krill. His name Krill. is Krill. It's, it's a scrimps. Yeah, scrimps. <laughs> Uh, also with us, Randy, we locked him in the meat locker before we did this episode, Jordan. Aloha, Scott, Brian, Brian, and thank you for coming to my presentation. You've been a fine crowd. Now it's time for the Q&A portion of today's events, and it looks like we only got one question. Okay, it's uh, just looking at how do you pull a heist of a heavily fortified military installation? <laughs> Good question, and not at all suspicious. I'm going to guarantee that you can rob Fort Knox or knock over Fort Rob as long as you follow my three key instructions. Number one, have a man on the inside. Make sure it's the most obvious plant anyone ever saw, because if he's obviously crooked, they'll never guess he's actually crooked. Number two, 
go in with a huge team of people. You know that saying about how hard it is for more than two people to keep a secret? Forget it! You're gonna need a welder on this job, so take five welders! Yeah! And the rest of the village people. Number three. (laughs) Exactly one of the people you take should be a rube who's just a tiny bit famous. Famous enough that the soldiers on the inside will have never heard of her. This covers your entire operation with a facade that even dozens of trained veterans can't see through. Don't worry about killing her once you're inside. You can just give her some magic drugs that make the person sleep for exactly one hour, and then they wake up feeling the opposite of groggy. You know the drugs I'm talking about. I don't even have to name them. No, and I know whose <laughs> pockets they're in. I know who's holding them all. Yeah, who's holding? Who's holding? Gary Busey! Uh, all right, with us finally, uh, Mr. Brian, some t- uh, someone give Tommy Lee a sedative ibit. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Previously on Battleship Cook-Off, Denise delivered an undercooked swordfish, ending her journey in the competition and leaving us with our final two, former Navy SEAL Casey Rybeck and Michelin chef Greg LeMay. Tonight on the show, it's a final cook-off for the championship, as Casey and Greg have to prepare a meal for the captain's surprise party. Greg is preparing a seared lamb shank with a potato puree and grilled asparagus. Casey appears to be making soup uh, and pie. It's a bouillabaisse? Okay. <laughs> a busy loogie bouillabaisse and pie. <laughs> and there's uh, smoke coming out of Casey's pie oven. Hmm, all right. It's now the presentation phase, and Greg's seared lamb looks juicy, and it's being served on top of the potato puree with the asparagus on the side. Uh, Casey is ladling the bouillabaisse into a bowl, and what is that? It looks like a, a package of saltines. Oh, there's they're Zesta saltines, okay, and a slice of burnt coconut cream pie. Wait, you don't even bake coconut cream pie. I think we're going to be giving the presentation phase to Greg as well on this one. It's now the tasting phase, and the captain is really loving Greg's seared lamb. Oh, what just happened? Greg is doubled over with what looks like a throwing knife in his neck. I guess we're giving this one to Casey Ryback, your new battleship cook-off champion. Nice. Nice. Wow. <clears throat> you Check out my pies. Yeah, Get my pies, pies out of the oven. Get those out uh, of the I'm going to I'm, I'm have a request for you right out of the gate. Oh. I, I'm going to need you to call the actor Tommy Lee Jones by his full name, Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, yeah. When Hey Tommy Lee, I think yeah. of a <laughs> who had a sex tape. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, look, Tommy Lee uh, Jones, that is the actor in this movie. Uh, he's not a drummer for for anybody. Yeah, he's not a drummer. No, nope. no, he's a singer, a fake one. He looks like a hippie rocker dude, but yeah. uh, he's just a psycho. Now here's what psycho. I here's what I didn't know. We'll say this right off the top of the bat for the film Under Siege. For those at home wondering who who the hell we're talking about, if you hadn't figured it out by now. <clears throat> the uh, 1992 Steven Seagal, Gary Busey, Tommy Lee Jones vehicle, as they used to say. Remember when people would say vehicle? A vehicle, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yep. And uh, here's the deal. Uh, this is a significant film for me in a number of ways. Number one, it was the uh, second movie. I don't, not that you really celebrate these, but the second movie that I saw with my uh, very soon-to-wife be Kim. So it's the second movie we ever saw together as a couple. Very soon-to-wife be Kim. Yeah, right. Her, uh, that okay. whole thing. Unravel, unravel that mystery. That's right. Did you see? Did you see the Utah cut? Did they? Did they edit out a certain thing? <laughs> no, that was all movie? in there. That was all in there. The only time. So everybody who always says I don't remember the cake and the boobs, uh, they must have seen some cable edited. The, yeah, they saw the TV edit. Yeah, there that must have been edit. Edit. Yeah, everybody's yeah. off. Yeah, because wow. I because I did not the remember boobs. the cake and the boobs. The yeah. boob cake. I remember the boobs. I remember the boobs, but I forgot anything else about her character. 
Well, that's how things go, right? The boobs are prominent, and then you're like, oh, what else happened? I don't know. I don't remember. And that's kind of how the whole movie went for me. The only other real strong memory I have is this is the only time I thought that Steven Seagal was any good at anything I saw him in. Like most he of his movies. in this film. Yeah. Compared he's, he's, to he's kind of great at other it. things. But here's the other part I didn't know. And this will be a theme throughout today's discussion probably. But I, I thought there was way more diehardy moment to moment. Let's go action. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot. It was, it was yeah. brief spurts of action and it was very brief. And it was he. He was with other people a lot of the time, so it wasn't like he was alone on this ship. My memory's all left up on. on yeah. I just want to get it right out in front of it. I think this movie makes more sense than Die Hard. I think if this movie had come before Die Hard, Die Hard would be seen as a total ripoff, right? Under siege and, in a hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard for me to say that this movie makes more sense than Die Hard. <laughs> here's, here's my reasoning. A lot of diehard knockoffs are just doing the exact same, like the thin, the thin frame, right, of diehard, which is a one guy is inside some kind of place and he is resisting uh, invaders, right? And like, yeah, and they they usually don't really take that very far, like because that that's enough. You have enough now to have people find guns and shoot them at each other. But in this movie, they decide this guy's not only a former Navy SEAL, but this is a guy who really knows what to do as a SEAL, and they go for it. Like, they have him construct a SEAL's uh, satellite telephone. They have him jump in the water and go swimming and plant a bomb on a sub just like a SEAL would. You know what I mean? Like, there's Mm -hmm. all of this stuff that someone really thought about. (laughs) There's a lot of – there's a lot of, like – uh, uh, it may not be accurate. I, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not claiming to understand whether or not it's accurate. But it's. It feels like it's got some depth of preparation. Well, they they account for a lot of the mechanics of getting all this stuff done, and I agree with that. Um, the problem is the accuracy is probably way off. Like the 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 government's reaction to one of these ships going rogue was laughable. That was the they're the, they're the worst. Yeah. They're the freaking worst people. Like. You, this isn't how you handle that. Like that thing, that ship yeah. would be sunk in five minutes. Like there's no, yeah, yeah. there's no waiting around, um, letting Tommy Lee Jones make the calls and and have him run the show and everybody kind of be nervous back at the Pentagon. Like none of that right. is it's, real. It, no, we're sacrificing this battleship. Uh, yeah, it's problem gone. solved. Yeah, yeah. and then and Gary Busey going, retired. It would have been out of there. Busey right, going, exactly. oh, you're gonna make me captain? Cool, I get to be captain of the ship. I was always first mate, but now I'm captain. I'm like Gary Busey, even you know. None of this ends that way. None of this ends with you having your captainship. <laughs> like, yeah, the, the government's not going to say, you did such a great job captaining during that terrorist operation. We're going to go and let you keep the boat. Yeah. Like, they're psychotic. It was it was that part of it I don't remember. I don't remember everyone being yeah. so stupid. Whereas something like uh, Air Force One, which is my favorite of the one guy oh. takes care of everything, uh-huh. trapped by t- terrorist kind of movies, diehard type movies, uh, other than diehard, because diehard is the best, but... But I really like that one because everybody seems to have the right job and they even the ones that are turncoats are still sort of behaving the way they're supposed to. And uh, it's way more believable. This thing, dude, Gary Busey wouldn't be 10 yards from any ship anywhere, any time. And uh, <laughs> they, and, uh, 
There's no way he gets to dress up like that thing and or that lady and jump out of that cake and be that guy. There's no way that ever right. happens in a realistic well, he, situation. You know, he didn't actually jump out of the cake. But oh, I was, yeah, I, I didn't understand. I'm like, that's, what that's your point? issue. <laughs> right. I was like, what, what was the point of him dressing in drag other than to see Gary Busey in drag? I, I didn't really it. see. That really was it, right? Because it's not right. like it was any sort of um, distraction Bruce? while something yeah. else was going on. It was a distraction, all right, though. <laughs> I mean, it was a distraction, but it's not <laughs> right. like, all right, everybody's going to be looking at Gary Busey in drag or Krill in right. drag. So we can do this other thing behind them. No, it was like, you know, I guess it's just to make us think that, ah, oh, this stuff happens all the time at parties. The uh, second in command uh, dresses up in drag and right. it's funny and da da da. Was it in his contract, you think? Was he like, I'm, I'm going to be in drag? Yeah. I mean, he's like, let, let, let me know that that cocaine. I want to be in drag. To be in drag. Yeah. I think Scott's, I think Scott's like real grievance here is with the size of the heist. And like when you look at Die Hard movies, Die Hard on a whatever movies, and going back to our very first commentary track, by the way, our, our very first commentary track was for a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie called Sudden Death, which was mm. Die Hard in a Hockey Rink. Right. And it was absolutely that. And like you might you might hear that if you've never heard of it and go, no way. Yes, it was Die Hard in a Hockey mm-hmm. Rink. And I think that's better than this. Yes, yes. And 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 the reason is because the stakes aren't so massive that right. the the powers that be would just put their thumb on you and you'd be done, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's I think that's I I agree with Scott. Like the the trying to take over the USS Missouri was too much for the film to justify. It's a lot. You really have to yeah. justify yeah. that. If you if you if it's a building or, you know, even the White House. Mm-hmm. Like I bought into Olympus has fallen more than I bought into this this premise, this viewing. Yeah, um, all one? of that being said, though, oh, Olympus Fallen. Yeah, yeah. Or Olympus has Fallen, is that it? Olympus yeah, that's, fallen, that was yeah. the first one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, that being said, there's some fun to be had here. Like, I'm having a good time. And and I and I guess what I didn't expect to be entertained by was this just over-the-top acting from Gary Busey and Tommy Lee Jones. Um, mm-hmm. the, Tommy Lee Jones in particular. I don't remember him being such a freak show in this. He and, is such a cartoon character in this. I yeah, mean, it's it looks literally. like he's having fun yeah he's the roadrunner yeah right (laughs) i I didn't remember any of these things like i i certain that i saw this movie at least a couple times in the 90s and i did not remember anything except that it was uh you know uh numb nuts with his with his his hair yeah and uh and i gotta i gotta agree with brian dunaway by the way my my partner here uh we got the the deluxe away viewing and I'm telling you, this is as good as it gets for this man. He is very tall. He is very powerful. He's very imposing. And his his moves that made it into the movie are very cool. Very cool. Right. Like, I, I understand that we've spent the last... 30 years, uh, you know, like just watching the downfall and like he digs a hole, gets to the bottom, thinks he can't go any farther and digs himself deeper of Steven Seagal. But like at this time, I can understand now like this. Yeah. This holds up. Yeah, I can understand why. You- yeah, I, I agree. For, for a lot of it. Yeah, there's there's a couple times when you're watching this and you're thinking, OK, they staged like uh, there's one point that he is hiding under a lifeboat on the uh, the deck and a guy comes walking behind him and he kicks the guy, kicks the guy's feet out from under him. Like this we- guy lands and then he does a karate chop to the neck and yeah. the way they edit it, it's like, it's like they, they have him just slowly put his hand on the guy's neck, even though it's yeah. supposed to look like it's enough to knock this guy out or kill him or whatever. Yeah. Fight karate. That karate chop, by the way, I'm, I meant to, to capture that 
Yeah. Uh, he uses that karate chop for everything. I don't know if he doesn't use his individual <laughs> fingers ever except on guns. <laughs> right. But even when he's talking on the phone, he like pushes the button with his extended <laughs> <Yeah>. chop hand. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. True, yes, exactly. Uh, well, yeah. The other thing, yeah. Dean and I started laughing during the whole knife fight with Tommy Lee Jones at the end because it seemed like oh, that was so a lot of excessive flailing around of the hands. Right. And did right. I ever do this? We both started going, shoo, 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 like, you know what? It, it makes a, it makes lists of like the top 10 best knife fights in movies and this kind yeah. of thing. Does it really? And, wow. and yeah. you know, they put a lot of effort into it, but it, it, the minute you start wondering about, Oh, he's just maneuvering to get over to where the gun is on the floor. Mm-hmm. Then it all falls apart. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's right. all that. What, what? No one ever picked up one of the guns on the floor ever. Oh, yeah. dude. I mean, you guys, We're seen that old, you guys have seen that old Aikido video, not that old, a couple of years ago, I think, where he's he's demonstrating in front of a bunch of people how he can take dudes out. And he just kind of walks right. around and barely touches people. And they're all fly, flailing around as if he's like the strongest man in the arena. Like, I'm, I'm kind of convinced that even in his prime here where he's, you know, handsome, kind of weird looking, stern face looking dude. And we're liking him in movies. I think he might be kind of a fraud. You know, like, well, 100% that's fraud. always 100% fraud. And yeah, like, that's like, always that's, the question. That's yeah. the thing. Like, say uh, that to his face. <laughs> it's a real life. It's a real life trope, right? Yeah. It's like this real life thing where there are certain people who are actors who believe in their own BS. Mm-hmm. Like, and and he does like a hundred percent. Like, there's you can go you can go watch YouTube video after YouTube video where actual experts in fighting. Uh, break down uh, all of his lies like he's absolute just abject lies he's a terrible he will go on people's podcasts and just tell lies about his achievements and his history and so on yeah like the guy is terrible he's probably like i can't think of somebody who's who fits this trope more the the real life believe your own bs trope yeah it's it's really something to watch like because some of these like more recent events they just it's ridiculous he looks like the fattest guy in the arena he's like slowly walking out there tapping people as if that's really hurting him or whatever it's it's ridiculous and this movie so i'm i'm team ibit on this the editing which is weird this director is awesome he went on to make uh 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 shit what's the name of the harrison ford movie uh with tommy lee jones in it i don't care Uh, that the fugitive fugitive. (laughs) he made the fugitive that thing got nominated for best picture (laughs) <laughs> and it had uh, best actor stuff and all kinds of stuff. Um, even the the dude that was guarding the fridge, uh, that actor, he he was like Tommy Lee Jones, second in command in that movie. So this guy obviously carried some of his people forward. But that the action in that movie is legit. Like it's good. Mm-hmm. The choreography mm-hmm. in this is bad. It's just bad. Like when he would yeah. like yeah. Uh, catch somebody by surprise, I would just go, "Oh, okay, that didn't look good." And then a guy would like get shot, but I'd see him use his legs to jump off into the what was probably a padded whatever below. And I'm like, "Yeah, you don't do that when you get shot. You don't." This, this right? This movie uh, is actually punching above its weight in his story because it's trying to portray something that would be very expensive to film. Uh, and so they they found a way to make this movie and tell this story in, in a reasonable budget. And yeah. so yeah, they, I, they, they got access to an actual ship and uh, they used a lot of 
a really clever footage. Like uh, mm-hmm. you were talking about awards, this movie actually won uh, some awards and was nominated for it was nominated for two Academy Awards. Those were for sound and sound editing. But um, like I was really I was really impressed. Like right out of the gate, it perfectly weaves together uh, an actual presidential visit to an actual mm-hmm. ship with uh, you know the the setup. Senior. For the thing, and it, like I didn't, I didn't really feel like I was seeing, you know, ham-fisted stock footage added to a good movie. You know what I mean? Like it just felt like, uh, it felt like they had been making the movie all along from from like 1989 right. until, you know what I mean? Yeah, that bad, yeah. that bit was all right, uh, and that would have been that would have been right before. Herbert Walker lost the election, right? Like, yeah, because it's ninety. This was yeah, released in ninety two, so yeah. it came out during the election of oh, ninety two. Right, right. Yeah, it would have been toward the end of that year. But anyway, they they. Uh, oh wait, if that's true, then I was married and we saw this movie together, not when we were dating. Okay, now my timeline's all left up. It doesn't matter, but I agree. Like there was a there was a moment there. I was like, ah, oh, this feels like an actual bush senior visit to a ship and they're all and it added to the tension because i know where things are headed right like oh shit, right, right the president's there and this is going to be bad and and then when they show the plane full of people and, the, and there's only one really good looking lady and everyone else looks shifty i'm like oh this <laughs> is that this is like lady. when the uh, the terrorists start showing up in the vans at the basement of the freaking nagasaki tower thing or whatever Nakatomi, sorry. Nakatomi. Nakatomi. Um, but, uh, but like, you know, you can see the writings on the wall. Yeah. This movie did a yeah. really good job of leading up to it and making me feel that. Where it, where it lost me is it actually held me really strong right up through till he found people. And then when he found people, I thought things got weird and less intriguing. Less uh, and less focused. It seemed like it was just all over the place at that point. Um Yeah. Uh, maybe it was just the fact that they split up in a couple cases and um but it just it really felt like they lost the what little momentum Direction. they had built up <laughs> built up that's yeah. a good way of saying it because it was momentum that felt like it stopped i felt like we were moving somewhere mm-hmm. we had some energy it was exciting everyone every one of his kills were great like great kills great double stabs mm-hmm. in the armpit that kind of stuff all those like freaking you know navy seal death stuff is is great and uh and then just i don't know they he found the guy in the that actor, I, I really like him, but he's usually in comedies. Um, kind of a bigger dude. Uh, can't oh, yeah, when they when he uh, yeah rescues oh, some of the yeah. stragglers. Yeah, yeah, the stragglers in there, and I guess Raymond Cruz is in there. So another the 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 triumphant return of Tuco. Everybody back in a film yeah. sack movie. Oh, that's right. true. I didn't yeah. think about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, that's twice now. I think we saw something sort of recently with him in it. But anyway, um, and I really like Glenn Morshower, who mm-hmm. I'm going to call the chick in the bucket because. That dude, grab a bucket. Oh. That dude came early and was irritated with everyone, and then poof, uh, yeah, that was it. He was a real hoot, and then he left. Yeah, and then he left. <laughs> He's a real hoot. <laughs> you, you see his body when when uh, Steven Seagal comes into the captain's quarters. And finds the captain dead. Yeah, you see one more shower laying there. Oh, yeah, really? he's he's laying there. I saw that part, but it was like okay. the most unceremonious. We're done with this character moment. They must, must have edited an ambush out of it. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. what it felt like. So he's he he felt like my, like my chick in the bucket. But it was uh, you know, like I say, just great energy right up until he found those people. And even I was like, oh, yeah, you found some people. We do this together. <laughs> We're stronger together than we are. Apart. We're about to make the A team. Come yeah. on. And then it just kind yeah. of fell flat for me after that. And I don't remember that. And it bummed me out a little bit. I did like that final fight with the knives 
even though it was ridiculous. Oh my I gosh, the at final it. fight that was that was <laughs> monumental with the stab to the top of the head. I don't even know. Oh, yeah. yeah, can you make can you make a knife go a, through the top of somebody's the eye, head? A thumb in the eye and oh, then a God. stab in the head, like a it's goosh. the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> if it's a really big, you know, uh, well made knife, yeah, right. Seems, seems mm-hmm. like it because that top that Freshly thing in your head that seals yeah. up when you're a baby or whatever that there it's still sort of the soft part it's of your head. Pretty thin, right? Yeah. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think there's still like a little seam there, right? Can you just slip? Yeah, I guess old... if you're a Navy SEAL, which was weird when they had that because we've gotten so used to hearing uh, SEAL Team 6 that hearing SEAL Team 5 was kind of like, who? <laughs> I was like, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be that a makes three, sense. Before, before SEAL Team really got their stuff, you know, <laughs> worked out. Yeah, is the right. So how do we look at are, are there multiple teams or is it them graduating to level six? And now we call them. Seal is it just uh, like 2.0, 3.0? Yeah, the new team gets an, a new number. Okay. okay. Right. That makes sense. So they are real. They are new team. Even if it's the same organization, they get a new number because it's new people. Right. Right. Okay. Revision. Who knows? Someone right? out there is going to write in. I'm sure know somebody knows. knows. Yeah. Something like, I don't I really don't want to worry too much about <laughs> the technical details of the Navy and the Marine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This movie. Yeah. Because this yeah. movie, this movie has to walk this line. Right. Of, mm-hmm. per, of portraying it to uh, idiots like us in a way <laughs> that we believe it's realistic. And I think right. it does a fine, fine job. Yeah. You know, right. What are these Marines doing on this Navy ship? Oh, because they picked them up in Honolulu. OK, right. Hawaii yeah. always, as uh, always a couple of Hawaii. Marines on every Navy ship. Yeah. But, but, yeah. Did that annoy you, Randy, when uh, Gary Busey said Hawaii instead of Hawaii? Hawaii. You, was, got, pick, you got picked up in Hawaii. Hawaii. <laughs> it was, it was, it was impre- I was impressed that Gary Busey was trying so hard. I was so impressed. <laughs> yeah. You know? Because that's exactly what a white guy who's been to Hawaii a couple of times would do. Yeah. He would try to he would try to say things like the locals do and and like make it make it bad, make it awkward. It wasn't this was still like his it, this was literally his still his cocaine period, right? Do I have that right? I think I have that right. I I'm not sure, but he has two rules and yeah. uh they both involve cocaine, so <laughs> He was so he was so over the top. I don't remember this at all. In fact, to me, he was a minor character. Um, I it- forgot. Uh, I've watched this movie a bunch of times back in the day, but it's been you know probably a decade since I watched it last, and I had completely forgot Gary Busey was even in that. And I was mm-hmm. like, how yeah. did I forget? Mm-hmm. I, I always know. think he's in the 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 uh, Russian ship one with the. Uh, Sean Connery. Oh, Crimson and, Tide. Crimson Tide. No, not great. Crimson Tide. The other oh, one. Oh, Hunt for Red October. Yeah, I always think he's in that, but he's not in that, is he? I think it's this I'm thinking of. I don't think so. <laughs> we all do this. I don't, I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> I don't remember. I, really I don't even don't know remember. anymore. Yeah, I think uh, I, com- I conflate those Maybe two I was movies. doing cocaine. Crimson I Tide. I heard on a nuclear sub. I like yeah. that movie. Mm-hmm. That movie's great. Um, I, I could watch Crimson Tide over and over. I love that. Probably top three Die Hard on a Boat movies. I'm I'm including Speed too. I don't know why. Oh, oh don't include that. Uh, I mean, Die Hard on a Boat. It feels like that's a such a much smaller pool to pull from. I can't even uh, imagine. I think maybe you only have three. You got this. You Speed got, two. I yeah. Whole list. Uh, Operation Delta Force two. Octopus. Uh, the Chain of Command is Die Hard on a Boat. Space Jacked is Die Hard on a Boat. Space Jacked. Uh, I feel like you're making up all of this. No, you're making up. No, you're making up things, Dale. There's uh, there are movies called Crash Dive, Submarines, Countermeasures. Those are three different movies, all referred to as Die Hard on a Boat movies. Did any of them go to movie theaters, or were these all like 
direct DVD. Or Are they all available on a on one one, one DVD one set? Right. Will I bump into one on Pluto at two a.m.? That's the question. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh! Countermeasures, uh, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. It uh, a movie by Fred Olin Ray. You know Fred mm. Olin Ray, the famous director. Mm. Stars Michael Dudikoff. Oh. And, I don't recognize anyone else in this movie. <laughs> Michael Dudikoff. Um, All right. Countermeasures. An elite Russian nuclear submarine carrying a doomsday weapon gets hijacked. Oh, my God. That's what you do. So the very next year would have been Fugitive for director Andrew Davis. And I just, I, I cannot state this enough, how how broad the quality jump is. Like, I can't just put it on Harrison Ford. Like, right. the Fugitive is legitimately a f- great movie that holds up and is fantastic. And, and, you know, a $30 million budget uh, with, you know, a, a similar budget as they had with Under Siege, but then just film with a guy on foot <laughs> yeah. basically running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that could go a long way. It you could can. make a much better movie. Well, I think you're paying a lot of that money went to Harrison Ford. But but yeah, Absolutely. like that's what I'm saying. You can make a much better movie. Yeah, I, I agree. But also, but just what the acting, the, the land speed of a man on foot with a limp <laughs> yeah. right with a limp. By the way, Where should we check? They, hell, they hired one guy with only one arm. I mean, you had to get a discount there, right? Just, <laughs> That's right. Yes. Let's talk about Andrew Davis's whole arc, though, because like uh, we first saw him on Film Sack number eighty when we watched uh, Steven Seagal's Above the Law, right? And I remember thinking, I remember we probably talked that we didn't think it was very well directed. No, it wasn't. And, and so then, so then he moves up to Under Siege, which I think is pretty pretty competent. Like it's the right. direction, mm-hmm. good. Yeah. And then the Fugitive, you're saying fantastic right yeah, it's great like really good movie uh what's after that i guess holes is his chain reaction yeah. well he did oh, chain reaction but what the hell is that even perfect murder oh, yeah. keanu reeves and is that morgan freeman okay yeah. was it any good yeah no idea look at the cover <laughs> of that we, let's find believe out me, believe me we will sack it if it comes on streaming yeah. chain reaction is uh is uh, also did a perfect murder, which is where uh, Michael Douglas goes crazy and kills um, the guy that uh, Viggo Mortensen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, uh, I've seen I've seen a perfect murder several times. I love that movie. I think mm. it is a really good movie. Yeah, mm. way better than it has any right to be. <clears throat> oh, it's funny. It's Gwyneth Paltrow, and I always remember it as the um, shoot the, the woman who was in the oh. Italian movie. Oh, oh I never remember. Um, the Italian job movie Scott, or an Italian movie? Scott, did you ever see this? A Perfect Murder? <laughs> no. Yes. Oh, yeah, I totally saw it. I have seen it. No. Okay, so Michael Douglas is 100 years old and he's married to a, a child played by Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> and, and he hires Vigo Mortensen to kill her. Why? And oh, my God. Why would you do that? Why is he doing that? That's even, well, I guess that's the movie. That? I, gotta, I, well, I should yeah, watch. It. I didn't. I skipped over a really important little uh, part of the mystery. So, but in my description. But anyway, I understand you're trying not. You don't want to spoil everybody on this old movie. I get it. No. <laughs> but uh, but um, okay. I'll maybe I'll see that. I never did. I remember seeing posters and stuff. He looks all sneaky outside of the door, and it's all sepia toned and all that. I think. If I, oh, yep. There it is. It's exactly how I remember seeing it. Uh, then the, uh, this perfect murder business or no, that's the one. And then you got, um, he did a short called on star Batman. Don't know what that was. 
That's where uh, you're stuck in your SUV and uh, say, I need some help. Okay, I'll be right there. Oh, that's so weird. Have a little bat signal that goes out of your car. I think that may, you guys might be right that that was like actually made for the OnStar service, like they made a Batman show. Oh, really? All right. I thought I was being really funny. I I really just described exactly what it was. Yeah, that's your your joke was real. Yeah. OnStar put a bunch of little shorts for you to watch in your car. And what was he collateral also, damage with Schwarzenegger? Don't remember that at all. I have oh, no memory. Uh, I didn't see it. This was one of those last movies before he became governor of California. Okay. He and, he and uh, Leguizamo, John Leguizamo, are uh, are are trying to uh, get revenge uh, on uh, on some terrorists. Hey, it's got uh, Raymond Cruz is back. We got Tuco in there again. So that's interesting because. There's a decent cast here. John Turturro, like you said, John Leguizamo, Elias Cotis is awesome. I love Cliff Curtis. Uh, oh, yeah. Cliff some Curtis other people. Sounds like, like a confession. Yeah. I love Chris Curtis. I love Chris Curtis, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> but I don't have any memory of that. It must have been bad because no one talks about it ever. This isn't a Schwarzenegger movie. Everyone goes, oh, yeah, remember, remember collateral damage? Oh, no one does that. It was near the end of his his you know his run there for a while right yeah before he become governor he needs to do more now because i think crusty old arnold is awesome I yeah love it. Mm-hmm. yeah there needs to be I more wish, stuff i wish that the movie holds which is a great movie and it's so finely crafted it, it just it suffers because it has shia labeouf and yeah, shia LaBeouf's in it. <laughs> i disagree i think it's better because it's, of the, it's the yeah i mean it's the uh first thing that i ever saw shia labeouf in and it was right. Up until recently with Honey Boy and um, Peanut Butter Falcon, the best thing that uh, yeah, I've seen Sheila Buffin. But it's one of those where you're, you're making movies. You make lots of movies. You attach yourself to lots of different actors. And one of them will eventually later, after you make a movie with that actor, they will become notorious. And they will drag you down with <laughs> Yeah, John Voight's well, in that too. He's kind of a dick. Yeah. Speaking of dragging, <laughs> right? It's gonna drag you down. Yeah. <laughs> so does, is is Shayla Booth just? Uh, <laughs> is he just eccentric, or do we actually feel like he's? Oh no no no! I, I, I totally agree. He is just eccentric. Right. Okay. Not, he is not like hashtag me too. He's not mm-hmm. somebody who has like done weird weird things with money. Are we sure he's, about that? Because there's this story floating around about how this. Uh, F-A- FKA Twigs, I don't know who that oh, is, yeah. said oh, that Sheila right. Booth pressured her to sleep naked with him and she refused and he got all mad at but her. Were they dating at the time? I mean, that's not that ex- you know excuses it, but I'm just saying. I, I Called mean, her disgusting I mean, and vile. Uh, oh. I don't know. So he's having a bit of a moment. <laughs> oh, I don't sure know how it'll go for him. I don't. I mean, honestly, I don't have any investment in any of that. But uh, Exactly, I don't either. But uh, he he know he goes from annoying me to blowing my mind to annoying me. That's his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, there's times where I'm like, dude, you're good. Why don't you just do this? This is great. And then he'll turn around and say something really donkey headed, and I'll be like, all right, freaking <laughs> donkey headed. <laughs> like you know, like for me at least, Buff is in this category with like Joaquin Phoenix. Admittedly, Joaquin Phoenix much better actor. Like he's in a this right. higher tier of performer, performer, right? Yeah. But yeah. this there's this there's this category of actor that you're just like, I don't know. I saw him give some really crazy interviews, and I'm not sure I'm going to ever trust him again. Right, right. <laughs> but I can still with those kind of guys, I can separate that shit from their movies. It doesn't bother right. me too much. Like Christian Bale or um, 
uh, Daniel Day Lewis. Those are those are guys who you know you've seen to give some pretty crazy. Joaquin Phoenix mm-hmm. and his. How are we, ta- his, are we uh, talking about crazy people and not talking about Steven Seagal and where he's been? He's <laughs> he's taking well, yeah. a trip. He's yeah. taking yeah. a trip. No, he's That's a back around. My problem with him is he's just straight up freaking liar like i just uh, he's just a liar so so when your whole career is based on no this is really me i could walk up to you and poke you in the eye with one finger and you'd be dead or whatever look i can't i'm gonna say this steven seagal could kick my ass i mean no he couldn't but a lot of people could kick my ass no no steven seagal right today today and not in the last 20 years could steven seagal legitimately kick your ass yeah you could i I think steven seagal should still could still kick my ass. He would all I'd do is just sit on me. I mean, he is just <laughs> he is an immovable force. There's no way I could cause any damage to him. But you only know you only have this feeling because you've seen his movies where nothing bad, you know, nothing can. No, I'm just hurt saying him. that just about anybody in this world, man, woman, child, could probably kick my ass. You I'm just saying. Glass? What are you saying? I'm saying that I I have no skills. <laughs> I have no bow skills. This is all a, I have no. no. Of the and it's you like you have no bow it, skills. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I'll bet you do have bow skills. You're just holding I'm, back I'm on. Telling you, I'm telling you, there is like a bunch of like footage and interviews where it comes out that this really, really old, famous fighter uh, challenge was challenged by Steven Seagal to to put him in a headlock. And Steve right. Seagal claimed he was going to get out of the headlock. And right. Seagal shit his pants. Right. While in that headlock. And I'm telling <laughs> you, Steven Seagal could make me shit my pants, which is weird. <laughs> but I'm telling you, a baby could kick my ass. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, your whole point. No your whole point is anybody. You're basically saying right. anybody could. So let's yeah. take. I'll take me. I'm tall enough and big enough. I can. I can hold my own. Kick in my a, ass in a, in right. a equivalent fight. I do not think I would be that big a deal to fight uh, him. Well, and, <laughs> and, and yeah, and Steven Seagal is, you know, he is what he appears to be, right? He's six foot five. He's a he's a very imposing figure, especially now that he has a freaking baby elephant on his stomach. Like, <laughs> uh, like the guy is, you know, the guy is not, he's nothing to like, to, he's not like Tom Cruise in lift shoes, you know? Right. He's, he's actually what he claims to be. Yeah. I guess he was on... Uh... Oh no, he wasn't on. I was somebody. There was some note in here. I found that he was on Joe Rogan's podcast, but I guess it was just that show talking about him. Hey, Joe Rogan also him. could kick my ass. Well, Joe Joe well, Rogan's sure. a big dude. He's right. a thick man. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the dude's so much in MMA and stuff like sure. that. He's got to be pretty good at it. When you go to YouTube to find out more about the last 10 years of Steven Seagal, you're going to find a lot of Joe Rogan because they talk about him a lot yeah. because he's a joke. He's yeah. a really funny thing. Yeah, he's a funny thing. This guy, this guy named Steven Seagal. Uh, he, but, but it was this point in his career, regardless of, you know, him in real life or whether this was all real or not, I went, Oh, okay. We're really going for it here. This is going to be, he's going to be a legit action star moving forward. This movie truly sets that up. The rest of the stuff before this, uh, not so much in my opinion, but this was like, all right, mainstream. Also, this made a ton of money in movie theaters. That's why they made a sequel, which was really bad, by the way. That's yeah. sequel. Oh, I, you know. <clears throat> nah. There I die. Nah. <laughs> I'm just saying bad. that I have, I have fond memories of it, and it's probably been a decade since I've watched it, too. So. We should probably do I'm it here. Saying, we should probably do it here. proceeds to have a bare-chested woman? Uh, uh, no, no, I don't no. believe so. I think it's just got Catherine Heigl is a very young Catherine Heigl. 
I, I got it. Like, first of all, I need I need a trope alert here. Oh, hold on, I'm not in there. I have previously called on the trope of the only woman in the world. This oh, yeah. is the prime example. Yeah. There has never been a better only. There is only one woman in the world trope than this movie. Well, no, there but doesn't it doesn't qualify as well, does it? Because in this case, she's on a she's on a navy ship where there is a. A, I don't know this if this is, is true in 92, but so was there, did we have co-ed? Even, but they couldn't even put a woman in the war room for the Joint Chiefs of Staff. This no, there was. There was a woman around the, the round table. She didn't have any speaking role. I'm telling you. <laughs> this movie what, about, what about Gary Busey? Does he qualify? <laughs> no. That's a, question. That's a good question. That's a great question. This movie also does a thing, which is, you know, it has uh, it has the reveal, this huge shocking vision of her bare-chested, which becomes the only thing anybody ever remembers about the movie. And that's like, (laughs) it's like doubling down on this trope, you know? And I just want to say, I thought, I thought Eleniac did a good job. I thought she was perfectly good in that role. Yeah. Yeah. I find that, I find that part actually one of the more interesting things that I read trivia about. Uh, Seagal was originally cast for this. And then he said, uh, he read the script and said, nah, I'm not going to be playing opposite of some bimbo. And so they kind of rewrote the character a little bit, and they gave her a little bit of, you know, saves herself. She was not always Ugh, a damsel no, but in they, distress. They, they, they ladle that on so hard at the beginning. Oh, like, yeah. I don't yeah. want to be alone, and don't leave me in this locker. Right. We're going to die. I have motion did, sickness. Did, did you catch a, a lot of, like, little lies in this movie? Like, just lies? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but I, I did catch I did. Uh, uh, Seagal, like, when they do some sort of hug uh, not the kiss thing at the end, but like Which is uh, totally uncomfortable. Go ahead. Very uncomfortable. But there's a, a little thing where they go into hug in the captain's chambers after they they uh, succeed at one thing before the big fight. Right. Right. And he grabs the side of her head, and you see him like twiddle <laughs> twiddle his finger behind her ear. Like yeah, I had to yeah. rewind and, and play it again because Tina. Because Tina missed it. It was like, uh, I don't like that. That's, <laughs> okay, I'm glad I that's that. creepy. <laughs> it that's was creepy. creepy. Shit. But sorry, go back to the lies. That's super <laughs> scre- creepy. It's creepy. And so I looked it up. She had already made dozens of episodes of Baywatch uh, oh, yeah. by the time this movie comes along. So she was, she was a, I, I'm not saying like an accomplished actor, but she had a history. She mm-hmm. like knew how to play a role like this. Yeah. yeah. She was an episode right. of Hunter. She was, uh, Oh, that's yeah. right. She was. And, on and Wet and Wild. Just, that was in the movie. I'm yeah. kidding. Yeah. Just no, she, she really was, right? Wasn't she? I think she was. I just remember her from uh, Baywatch. I thought you were going to say yeah, the there, Playboy there was, there was actually a line in the movie. She said that she was an actress. She was not just uh, you know the Playboy playmate. She was trying to expand her roles. And she had an episode of Hunter and an episode of Wild, uh, Wet and Wild or I'm something. I'm pretty sure that's real, though. Yeah. The Hunter mentioned. Was that real? Was that, was that reality creeping in on my movie? Hold on. It's not, in, it's not in her list, but it's funny. Like, uh, right. I'm just saying that I don't understand why we had to have her so strongly – say she wouldn't fire a gun, she wouldn't kill somebody. Because right. then when she does, you're like, oh, I don't trust the script now. And it's the same The same thing happens later in the movie where a gunner uh, tells Steven Seagal, we don't have any ammunition for those 16-inch guns. And nice. then a minute later, they're loading these insane shells into that yeah. 16-inch gun and, and murdering a submarine with it. And I'm like, why did that guy lie? I don't know. Even, I, was, yeah. I was trying to figure that out, too, because even uh, even Tommy Lee Jones comes out and goes, what? what? They, don't have no, they don't have any weapons. Or Busey said they don't have any 
so I was like, did they have some hidden? Was that was that like uh, Seagal's own personal I, stash or something? That was the only way I could explain it to myself was that right. this guy knew of where – or Steven Seagal knew. Uh, right. Steven Seagal had personally ferreted away <laughs> some, <laughs> some shells, right? Like that's This is my I, retirement. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. By the way, uh, I only knew her as uh, – she was she was a, a big time Playboy model, right? Wasn't that her deal? Her big oh, star. Was she, in the was movie. she actually a Playboy model? Yeah, I think in, so. Um, oh, was she really in the? Well, I I knew she wasn't supposed to be played in the movie. The movie, okay. So reality in the movie is really mm-hmm. making some serious crossovers <laughs> for me here. This yeah. it's funny because I I remember I thought I remembered a lot more nudity uh, in the movie, and then we watched it like, no. oh, that was really brief. I guess I must have just paused it a lot. It was it was really <laughs> brief, but it was very. It was very gratuitous. I mean, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing that she had uh, anything to do with like Playboy or Penthouse. What or am I thinking of? Then? You what might just be thinking of her character. The movie. No, yeah. maybe. Hold on here. Maybe. Um, career. <laughs> career. Uh, oh, yeah. she's the girl that got kissed by Elliot in the classroom scene of ET. Yes. That's funny. Yacht. Okay, right. read more. Read she more. She was Ellie May in the. Oh, Beverly right there. Hillbillies okay, movie. sorry. Oh, sorry. Okay. I got it. That really yeah, she appeared in the July 1989 issue of Playboy in a pictorial with a nautical theme. Uh, the same what? year she began. No way. That's that's, that's reality, exactly what that's, like, the, that's a character. Yeah. 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 That's hilarious. No. That's what it says. Yeah. Her, yeah. Her the month that Eleniac was Playmate of the Month in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Really? So I never go. knew that bit of trivia. Yeah. Well, she's a lovely lady, is what I'm saying. Yeah, and. And and my point, my whole point was, she is acting the hell out of a bad role, or or, or actually, <laughs> the director and cinematographer are focusing on her in a way that fits the movie. Mm-hmm. It's just that all the men around her are so freaking ugly. Oh yeah, and she's not. Yeah. And it's just like you're talking about Busey, aren't you? Yeah, that's I'm not nice. Tommy Lee Jones is a rusty old turd. Everybody's just kind of gross. Mm-hmm. In this thing, the men. There's, there is but one person in this movie who is who is actually a man, Attractive. good looking, and that's Patrick O'Neill. It's Captain. Yeah, I would say Patrick O'Neill, looking yeah, good, looking, looking good. sharp. Died, but yeah, well done, well done. But you died. What about Raymond Cruz? He's pretty attractive. He's guy. a good looking dude. Yeah. But he's also all I can see him is going tight, 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 and getting pissed at Walter White. Like I just can't, <laughs> can't see him as anything else. I swear, that guy's hard to hard to look at for that reason. But. But anyway, it's uh, it's really interesting uh, piece of trivia I got here. Steven Seagal does not have a signature ponytail in this movie. Oh, I didn't um, think about that. And the yeah. reason they didn't do it is I don't know where they put it or if they cut it off or what. But the what? navy, the you navy can't doesn't cut it allow. Off it. It, yeah. If you're in the navy and your hair's longer than four inches, you're busted. So I guess they wanted to be true to that. And so no. I'll tell you, no you could say as much trash as you want to about Seagal, but the lie that he wove in this movie, whether it be true or not. He seemed the character way that was written and portrayed just seemed so genuine. He never was sarcastic except to the bad guys to any, any, he was always careful to explain what he was doing to, to his allies no, without he was being, That's what I'm saying. Without this being is like condescending. The, it's the best it thing was, he ever did. And probably the yeah. least, the least representative of his actual real life. Like he just was a, you know, a, a very affable character that you want to get behind. I love the idea of somebody who's like super strong and powerful and is part of an elite unit, but they've decided, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be a cook because I choose to be right. There, there's something to, to all that. Like it's all good. That's all. That stuff's good. It's all good. And it held up. 
I, the, the none story, of his other movies had this a- aspect to it, though. I felt like the story of Steven Seagal is of five movies and then a, a downfall. Like he makes Above the Law, Hard to Kill, Mark for Death, Out for Justice, and then Under Siege. And in each one, he becomes a slightly better actor. Mm-hmm. And so we're seeing him at his peak. Yeah. And then everybody's really, really excited for what he's what is he going to do next? And he makes On Deadly Ground. And <laughs> all you ever heard about it was that it was an environmental terrorism movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was it was based on his real life uh, <laughs> uh, passion to uh, to really help uh, Native uh, Eskimos, right? Was that sure, his sure, thing? Sure. I'm was glad the... you said it that way. I thought you were going to say it was based on real life events. That oh, he no, seems. Yeah. right? No, no, no. He was, was that yeah, a thing he, he was he had into? A real genuine interest. Yeah. Was that? Yeah. I didn't know that was his thing. I thought his interest was Vladimir Putin. I, I think it's because they were uh, like on some land or something or near some land he owned. And it was, you know, he had interactions with these people. And so mm. uh, I think that's what was, well, he's now, a, he's now a Russian citizen. Plane. So he's doing great. Uh, he's got tri citizenship. Yeah. From what I read. Oh, what's yeah. the third one? What's the other one? Uh, is it Serbia? Does that sound right? Oh, that might sounds be. crazy, but I don't it might know be. why. Uh, here's not America. Vladimir Putin. Oh yeah. He's, he's still got American <laughs> yeah. citizenship. Yeah, he's got American citizenship the same way that Wesley Snipes and, and Sylvester Stallone American citizenship. Like, <laughs> let's come over will, here and say I will that. never get tired, by the way, of that uh, that Vladimir Putin clip. Never. Oh, no, it's the best. Yeah, never. Here, I will it. never, never pl- get tired of it. it. I'll play it again. Vladimir Putin. Why? Why does he have to act like he... See, that right there tells you well, okay. everything you need to know. He fakes everything. He just fakes it. Well, that's what I... Okay, so I've known... I've grown up around people like Steven Seagal, and so sometimes it's hard for me to hate on him because... I know real family members and people that I love who uh, really took an interest in uh, karate or in, in, in the whole culture and the whole culture behind it. And even though it was somewhat fake, there was also a true passion there and a true desire to, uh, to live that life. And these individuals, put a lot of practice. Yeah. But in, what does that have to do? Arts. I agree with you, but what, and, and, and no problem with any of that. My, my thing is a, why, why does there, he have to say Vladimir Putin? Why does he have to do that? Why, why of, do some people feel like they need to, uh, I don't know, to, to like, you know, he wants to say it like they're, I don't know. It's like, it's like somewhat of a respect for a culture, but maybe misplaced. Does that make sense? Or, he's trying to say it like a, a Russian who, would. It's a guy who wants everyone around him to think he knows what he's doing. <laughs> well, absolutely. I, I think everybody yeah. wants that, though. But the difference, I think everybody wants, you know, to be respected and to feel, you know, like justified out for justice. You need to, you need to look up all of his reality show clips where he is uh, he is pretending to speak in Ebonics at all. Times. Right. I'm not saying I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying that he fails at what he's trying to portray. I'm just saying I think there's some genuineness to his fabrications, possibly, maybe even lying to himself. Oh, yeah. People do that all the time. Right. Yeah, I I agree. It turns out we agree. (laughs) Right. We agree entirely. Uh, I don't uh, think he's like just I don't think he's trying to deceive anybody as much as he's just trying to live something he's keeping up he's keeping up appearances is what he's doing that's probably a good way to describe yeah, it that's more about yourself than it is about the people around right you. exactly yeah I, I agree with that i think that's fair right um this uh this movie also was a big deal for harrison ford apparently eh, i may oh. have some scrutiny here hold on a second where's my scrutiny scrutiny i'm not sure about this but harrison ford watched this film 
while he was deciding to take on the lead role in The Fugitive, which would come out the next year, uh, which had Andrew Davis directing. We already said said that uh, Ford was greatly impressed by Davis's work here and immediately accepted the role. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. I mean, I guess I understand you, you know, you're, you're going to be taking on a role. You want to see something else. The director has done. It's probably, there's probably a tiny bit of truth to that, but probably right. not the as much uh, truth soon as, as I walked out of the theater. I called from the <laughs> lobby and said, I'll do your picture. Harrison Ford famously answered the question. How do you choose your roles? with the money with the answer money like money. like he, was yeah, he doesn't mess around do he's like movie. oh yeah i get a lot yeah. of money for yeah. this yeah I, why wouldn't you uh nine of these actors by the way including tommy lee jones and as i mentioned the guy that was guarding the fridge until he died uh they all returned a year later to appear in the film the fugitive uh also directed by davis so that's like that's a lot nine actors yeah. Jeez. well done well done guys moved right forward and everything went great good job yeah <laughs> uh, also, I didn't know this. This is the weirdest trivia. We've talked about the Die Hard thing and how this is Die Hard and the ship and everything. The film's box office success, according to this trivia, played a role in delaying production of the third Die Hard movie. Originally, the script was born out of a spec script called Troubleshooter about a cruise ship taken over by terrorists. Unfortunately, I did a deem too similar to Under Siege, and the script underwent several rewrites before ultimately being called Die Hard with a Vengeance. And they put it in the city and brought Sam Jackson and all that stuff into it. Uh, that uh, that whole thing got pushed because this thing. Imagine a Steven Seagal thing pushing uh, Hollywood around and saying, "Oh shit, we got to reschedule and rewrite the script." That seems crazy to me, but <laughs> yeah. it happened. Yeah, pretty crazy. Huh. Pretty crazy. Uh, that's some trivia for you. How how about this? Because I know you guys probably already know, but we'll play it anyway. <laughs> Gross. What made me, what, what grossed me out? <laughs> Erica oh Lenny having to kiss Steven Seagal at the end of the film. Pretty gross. Pretty gross. That's pretty gross. Maybe it could be anything other than Gary Busey oh, the loogie, buck, the bucking out his Lucy, giant teeth. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 I, and I know so. this movie was nominated for sound work and there's a reason. It's all very exquisite. Right. It's very well done. <laughs> but they are very specific about the sound of him doing that, the sound of it hitting the bouillabaisse, making the bloop sound. Like, it's horrible. Bloop. Horrible. Uh, I, was, I was kind of grumbly guts from then forward. It just grossed me out. <laughs> and also, it never got accounted for. Like, I don't know. Did that pot just stay there? Uh, was right. it? Did anyone ever eat that? I know. You kind of want, like, I would have liked it if one of the guys that went down there to uh, kill the the dude who was watching. Yeah. But, uh, watching, keep an eye on Seagal in there. Mm-hmm. If right. one of them would have, like, sampled the soup, I think that would have been. Oh, that would have been the, that would have been the, the yeah, the, the good best. payoff for the. That would have been the crust on the pie. That would have been great. Yeah, exactly. It also may have taken over for grossest moment because <laughs> that would be worse. <laughs> it totally would have. Yeah. Absolutely. That would be freaking worse. But anyway, I usually don't give it, I don't award it to things that are fake. You know, like, and normally when something's right. fake, I'm like, eh, whatever. This. Oh, he loogied in that for real. Yeah, that was I think real, that's the difference. And, and, uh, uh, Erica Leniak really did kiss him, and like you're watching her face coming out of that kiss. Everybody, you're just like laser focused on her face to see what she made of that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. No, uh, did you know, like it? It was unrehearsed. Yeah, it was. You know, and she looks okay, 
But you want to ask her, are you okay? Yeah, I do want to <laughs> ask okay her now? I want to ask if she's okay. Was that all right? Did and you, how many did takes did you agree to this? Are you sure? Yeah. All right. Do we need to call somebody? Do we need to call your mom to come pick you up? I mean, what's going on? It's like like smelling a poo finger. Her face looked like that. She had a, she had a face on that looked like her finger popped through the toilet paper and found out later too late. She <laughs> had a, wow. She was really suffering from late 80s front poof hair because you know they they could all off in the back but she was still sporting that you know that oh it was high spray in the front patrick nagel uh yeah oh that's uh, a great comparison patrick nagel stuff yeah even even right down to the short hairstyle that was like a trademark of his and you know she looked like she fell off a duran duran album cover oh yeah totally (laughs) also featured prominently in playboy a lot that guy so i'm having a hard time with the name patrick nagel because that it's you know so prominent in World of Warcraft. Pat Nagel, yeah. Well, I also oh, yeah. grew up with a Patrick Nagel. If we Nagel. call it, if we say Nagel, would that be better? Because that's what <laughs> really? I called him would for a while until better? I found out uh, it was pronounced Nagel. Yeah, Patrick Nagel, Seagal, Patrick Seagal. <laughs> Nagel. <laughs> Where's his ponytail? <laughs> I had. I mean, this was the name of the kid. I had a kid in my class in high school, the one that set his hand on fire with rubber cement and then flinged it all over the room. His name oh, was Patrick gosh. Nagel. So too many Patrick Nagels in my life. There's three. Sort of. Yeah, weird. Uh, all right, that was fun. Uh, what else? Oh, um, uh, oh, uh, t- uh, Tommy Lee Jones. How do you go from cartoon man, freak out villain to one of the best roles he ever played in The Fugitive? Like a year later, he is he wins an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. Like, right. how do you do that? That is crazy to me, and I love him. How do him. you do it? Don't get me wrong. I love Tommy Lee Jones and everything he's in. Uh, no Country for Old Men, I think, is the pinnacle of that dude's career. Gosh, he's yes. just so good, and I have no complaints about the man or his voice or his presence or anything. But this thing is freaking weird for him. It's weird. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you've got to... I think as an actor, you've got to love roles like this where the good guy has to kind of stay in his lane and you can't go over the top. The director probably said, yeah, you know, have some fun with this. Go crazy. Do the, do Jimi Hendrix playing the national anthem at Woodstock. I don't care. Do whatever you want. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. Yeah. I don't care to do it. (laughs) I'm going to use that for my next role. Yeah. Um, But I I think this has got to be a fun role, no matter what, what kind of actor you are getting to be a a scenery chewing bad guy is, is the one you want. Yeah. Yeah, he's he he's, chewed it up too. He mm-hmm. chewed, he, he really did. He seemed to have a really good time with it, and uh, I guess I had more fun with his role than I expected. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, the, and it was kind of one of those things where anyone could have done it. Like any, like he was a, he was almost a little old for it, but I, that, that's all right. Like they, mm-hmm. they they explained that. It's just I don't know. There's something about this where it's just like anyone could have played this, right? Like anybody, any any successful actor can put on sunglasses and pretend to be crazy right well, not only that but the, the, there was one i if i had to hang up about anything it was this idea that this was a band that everyone knew about and yeah, they were coming to perform weird. and how would he be the lead singer of a band everyone knew about but also have this military history thing right yeah like that was that was pretty Conceit. contrived yeah right yeah that's i feel like i had to park my brain there a little bit and let it sit and yeah. simmer but um mm-hmm. Because nobody, you know, no one's the wiser, really. You're just, we've hired a band. Everyone everyone loves this band. What do they do? They do funky, uh, cowboy kind of weird music or whatever. 
<laughs> like cowboy weird, funky weird. cowboy weird kind of music. And, no, and the security yeah, no, around about. the security around this kind of stuff is insane. Like you can't, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Even back in '92, you know, and I'm not talking post 9/11. I mean, like forever. The military doesn't just let anybody in there. If it's the Rolling Stones, okay, you've you've tracked them for years. The FBI knows they're not, you know, terrorists or secret spies, and you let them in. But if it's this band you've never heard of with a guy who's the lead singer is ex-military you would know all this so all of that stuff this watching really rubbed me wrong but i don't you know it for whatever reason in my 92 brain i didn't care yeah we didn't we weren't i don't know were we less sophisticated then i don't know i I I worry myself because i'm like i I think i was younger and dumber i mean i think that's maybe that's it i was just dumb and young and young and dumb yeah young Mm. and dumb (laughs) And that other thing that you can't yeah, say. Yeah, we won't, we won't say the third part of that phrase. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've actually seen that movie that's based on, right? Did we and see full that? Of young and dumb and full of dum-dums. Oh, yeah, full dumb-dums. of dum-dums. There you go, dum-dums. Yeah. Uh, what movie, Brian? Which which movie did you that, say? That used that phrase. Oh, young, we did see yeah, that movie because I remember talking about it, and I don't remember what the movie was. I can't either. either. I'm trying to recall. It wasn't. Uh, Some rookie, like. Yeah, some some rookie was coming on, and, right. and they said, "Oh, you're oh. young and dumb." And oh, was it was it Point Break? Was it? May have been. Was it Point Break? Uh, point well, break, here we'll look it up. From? Yep, yep. It's Point it Break. Point break. That's it. And it was John C. McGinley who was saying, That's "Right, <laughs> really?" It was such a part of my vernacular that I didn't ever attach it to a film. All right, I did a search for that, and I'm a little bummed out what the number one result is, but whatever. I'm not going to tell the world oh, to search yeah. for it. <laughs> Um. Anyway, yeah, what to expect. Uh, what else do we have to say? I laughed at the night fight, but also thought it was cool. That was a weird combo for me because part of it, part of that I laughed through almost the whole thing. Because right. every time Tommy Lee Jones would get cut, which was like a death of a thousand cuts, I just kind of giggled because he'd be like, ah! and I'm like, ah, I got him again, ah, I got him again, <laughs> right? And then finally, that thunk in the head was pretty good. That was probably the best death in the movie, but there were a couple other decent ones. Um, yeah. I always watch for those. Those are fun, you know. Who died the best? I, I would definitely that. say, well, I, it was a tie between my favorite deaths had to be between Tommy Jones getting stabbed, stopped in the head, mm-hmm. or uh, or the or the guy who got the the eye beam through the through the body. That was oh, yeah, that yeah. Was just radical. pull this rope, stand in that exact <laughs> yeah. spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was pretty gnarly. That was pretty Ooh. good. This is one of those movies that would have probably been worse if it was not rated R. It needed some gritty. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, for sure business oh yeah i was i yeah yeah this is one of those that if you if you make it pg-13 i hate this movie yeah right uh patrick o'neill is from what what do i know him from besides this i know he's an older dude oh he died just two years later how do, why is he famous why is patrick o'neill famous the guy that played the captain oh I'm sure he was. I assume he was an older actor that had been around for a while. Oh, yeah. yeah. Patrick yeah. O'Neill. Oh, <laughs> hey, Seeing him here, you just felt like, oh, he was in an episode of MASH. I didn't look it up, right. but I'll bet he you. He is a lot of older stuff. Yeah, he was in The Way We Were, uh, Night of the Iguana, Tennessee Williams. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> Night of the Iguana? That is definitely yeah. a film sack film. Yeah, it sounds like it. it. It's like an old, I, I don't know how film sack it is. This, I don't think it really involves a. Uh, an iguana. Hmm, right. um, he was in our more modern stuff for the boys. Um, Perry like Mason. father, like son. He was the doctor. Yeah. The Kirk oh, okay. I think I actually do remember. Silent that. Night, Bloody Night. Which oh, might be we a, definitely a, should have seen that. Yeah, we haven't yeah. seen that yet. Um, uh, 
We get cheesed every year for not seeing that yet. People, I mean, that. you look at a lot of these, and it sounds like these should be movies we would film sack. Chamber of Horrors, The Mad Magician, Assignment to Kill. Yeah, Assignment to Kill. Um, that was a Seagal movie. But his fifties, his fifties, nineteen sixty-eight. It's yeah, older than we are. <laughs> yeah, this this uh, his career from the fifties through the seventies was all TV stuff, like you know, Columbo, guest appearance. And yeah, Perry Mason, sort of Murder She Wrote. But I saw him, and I went, I know. I, all I know is that they they did a really good job of. I actually felt bad when he died. I was like, mm-hmm. "Wow, that really sucked." That yeah, did I suck. I actually like this character. Yeah, that did suck. I was pissed. Actually, that's good though, right? You want to be pissed at yeah. your at your yeah for sure whatever. But then I went, "Oh yeah, but it's Gary Busey in a dress." I don't know how pissed I am. This is just <laughs> right. It kind of took away from the moment for me. I'm yeah, like a little bit. Why does Gary Busey have to be in a dress? I mean, yeah. why does that always have to be this way? This is distracting. Can't we get along? Uh, right. Like the worst. Okay, so some people can dress and drag yeah. and, you know, do some really good stuff. Gary Busey is not one of them. Nope. He uh, His drag dressing is... Uh, um, it leaves a few things to be desired, let's say. <laughs> it's offensive. At least it's, it's offensive. offensive, yeah. Yeah, it's I offensive. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's really bad. I captured some of it in a gift form and uh, kind of regret it now because... Uh, <laughs> It's it, you know, in a way that you feel like his punishment should be. He has to stay like that for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah. Here's uh here's that gif. He's uh, it's really embarrassing what he had to do there. Yeah. It's rough. Although I mean, but it's, but it's on point for Gary. Buse, <laughs> oh my God. Is it? We're going to, okay. So let's talk about it. One day we're going to lose Gary Busey. Yeah. And I'm going to be sad. You mean we'll, he'll not get lost? He's a he is a national disaster. I mean, no, I don't want him to die. National disaster. I don't want him to die. I love I love Gary Busey. No. Right. Live forever, Gary Busey. There's no reason why. I mean, we've named three movies today. He was in all three of them. Right. He was in Point Break. He was in. Lethal I, my Weapons. life would in, be different without Gary Busey. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Right. Uh, he's in. Oh, he's. No way. He does a voice in Hitman 3. I need to pick that game up again and keep going. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's in these yeah, Hitman he's, movies. He's actually, in the Hitman games, he his character is Gary Busey. He's himself, yeah. yeah. I don't remember that in 2. I played all through 2, and I don't remember it. But anyway, yeah, I just, just stick around forever. Never he's leave. a mystery, though. Like He's not a good actor. He's definitely not a good face to see in a character. Like it, It's mysterious. It's hard to think of somebody who's yep. more... Like who's more offset from your expectations and still somehow successfully making a career of it. Yeah. Right. What's crazy is he's, let's see, he, his first film was in 20 or sorry, 1967. We wouldn't really know about this guy until that buddy Holly thing. Right. Uh, where he yes, won. That's the first thing I remember uh, seeing him in. Yeah. And he won like a Emmy buddy or, Holly story. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Something like <laughs> he that. did. But then he got he that motorcycle. He did. He got that motorcycle accident. It's been pretty crazy ever since, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's had some issues since yeah. then. Mm-hmm. Universal but Soldier. They, they blamed Brothers him on the motorcycle arms. accident, but I mean, he was, I mean, back in the day, he hit the cocaine pretty hard. I mean. Well, yeah, he was loving from it. From my understanding. Oh, yeah. yeah. Love he's another one that without looking it up, I would have guessed what had, uh, you know, an episode of MASH, you know, like where he's a patient. They bring him. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Crazy that patient. Like, yeah. Um, but no, he wasn't, he isn't actually. It's just he's that age. He's the mm-hmm. perfect age to have been that. Yeah. He's mash age. 
He's <laughs> he's uh let's see. Oh, he says it says here, I didn't know this, in his bio, a talented drummer and has played in several bands. Including oh, really? the, he should have been in the band. Yeah, it says including those of country western legends Leon Russell, Chris Christopherson, and Willie Nelson. Jeez. Oh, we know Chris Christopherson though. We know he does the music. He's yeah. Well, we knew that. Talented. Yeah, him they and, didn't mention Bruce Willis's band. No. <laughs> what? No, he, they didn't. Or 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 uh, Kevin Russell Crowe. No, no yeah, Russell Crowe. Thirty grunts. Bruce Willis didn't really have a. I mean, he had uh, he performed, but I can't remember like there being a Bruce Willis band. Not like Keanu Reeves or uh, Kevin Bacon's band or anything like that. It was just. Bruce Willis uh, picked up a microphone and a harmonica and started singing and performing stuff. Deal with it. Who was said deal with it? Right. A really talented musician and drummer was uh, Gary Berghoff as Radar O'Reilly. Oh, I don't know why. Well, I, did I didn't know, know that. that. Happening right now. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> Look at that picture of Busey I put in our chat. Everything oh my God. is everything is older. Is Busey slightly, even like <laughs> it's like they they messed with the rotation settings. He's got one eye lower than the other. Yep. His Mouth looks like it's been rotated 30 degrees counterclockwise. Yep. The inside of his mouth. Yep. His nose his points nose. in two directions. Yeah, his nose. <laughs> he has, there's the bridge of his nose to the tip direction, but then his right nostril is huge and it looks like a, a second nose on his nose. Yeah. yeah. Someone's going to ride in and go, this is all his accident. This face was reconstructed sure, or something sure. like that. And we don't know it. We've but. seen it before the accident. You can't tell us what Who we reconstructed know. Reconstructed him, Picasso. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, uh, uh, you went too far. Oh, it. Yeah, okay, all right. Send your emails to me. It's fine. It's fine. I'll take it. <laughs> it finally, have gone too far. Right. Yeah, that's me over the line. Yeah, okay. Finally, right. we've done it. <laughs> oh, we could all use a little better help. You know what I mean? I mean, let's ask you this question. What interferes with your happiness or prevents you from achieving your goals? You know, the stuff you want to get done every day or every month or every year or your whole life, whatever. Well, BetterHelp will assist you. Well, BetterHelp will assess your needs, your specific needs, and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You connect in a safe, private online environment. So it's super convenient that way, especially these days. And uh, you can start communicating in under 48 hours. All without it having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room or a, ner- a nervous chair, I like to call them. <laughs> so think of that. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional office counseling. And financial aid is available. BetterHelp is available for clients worldwide as well. And BetterHelp offers a broad range of expertise, which may not be locally available to many of you. So, anything you share is confidential. That's important. BetterHelp is convenient, professional, and affordable. And it's not a crisis or self-help line. It's professional counseling. You get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions and send a message to your counselor anytime you feel like it. Uh, some really great testimonials on their site, by the way. You can check those out daily even. They put up new ones all the time. Licensed professional counselors are specializing in some of these examples. Depression, stress, anxiety, sleeping issues, trauma, self-esteem, gender identity, and so much more. In fact, so many people have been uh, using BetterHelp. They're now recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states here in America. Here's what I want you to do. Start living a happier life today. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash FilmSack. Join over 1 million people who have already taken charge of their mental health. 
That's betterhelp.com slash film sack for ten percent off your first month. Thanks, BetterHelp. Um, all right, let's do some clips from this film. I have a number of them lined up here. And uh, oh, okay. they're, they're good stuff. Uh, I can promise you that. And uh, a number of them. So let's get to them. Uh, here's number one. Uh, this, what is this? Oh, um, uh, could do the cheeseburger routine is what this says. Yeah. I could do the cheeseburger routine. All right. So he could is do that. Is that the reverse cheeseburger routine? Yeah. yeah. The reverse cheeseburger routine. He's referring to last week's film sack. Yeah. Right? Right? That has been right, one of the exactly. most talked about, like, passed around things we've had on the nice. show in a long time. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. People love talking about reverse cheeseburger now. So well done, man. Because <laughs> it's so descriptive. You yeah. know exactly what's being talked You know talked what I'm about. talking about. Not since shit, Gratifter. Have you... Coined a name nice. so strongly. Inserted a uh, yeah. phrase well into lore. Good. Well done. All right. Uh, here's talking food with the captain. By the way, I do have 50 gallons of bouillabaisse that I need to prepare by tomorrow. My birthday. Yes, sir. I could do the cheeseburger routine. No, no, it's not for me. It's the crew. They really love that stuff. So we'll uh, we'll do that. That guy's such an old school. That, yeah, yeah, I know it. That bouillabaisse, man, it, it has as much screen time as Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> It and that's like for it. my bouillabaisse. <laughs> Every time they said the word, I'd get slightly annoyed. I don't like the word right? bouillabaisse. Yeah. In this scene, I was so glad that I could understand what they were saying because oh, yeah. before this, every line delivered in the movie up to this moment, I'm like, what did they say? He's walking through a bunch of dudes and they're all saying things. Yeah. I have no idea what. It's like our intro today. Was. It just was such jibber jab and you could tell it was all done later. Uh, like that. That's not the stuff that would have earned them the sound award. But uh, no, it was not. There it was anyway. All right, we were really interested in the early '90s, all the way probably through mid '90s, with with sound design and just making things sound crisp and and good. It, didn't THX, you know, it really make the mainstream? It was around that now, time? around then, yeah. yeah, yeah. Feels like late '80s uh, theaters and you early know, '90s sound production in general was starting to take a turn, which is right, which is good because. Man, like the original 80s. Star Wars cut, if you watch that as the way it was cut and even on the best of speakers and everything, it doesn't sound great. Right. It sounds pretty bad. I'll tell you what sounds good even to this day. What's that? Listen to some Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah that, is some, that is some good sound design. There. Yeah, they did good on there. Uh, all right. Here's a Busey. I, I don't know who would say this to their captain, but he did. So, <laughs> Sir. <laughs> Why do you tolerate that clown? That's just such an a-hole. Such well, a and also, also, what captain of a battleship doesn't let his XO know everything? Like, right. his XO mm-hmm. should know when he has a hangnail. Yep. Like, it's insane. <laughs> yeah. This guy is in the dark on The Cook. By the way, you want to watch a really good movie about ships and XOs and all that? Watch that um, uh, Tom Hanks thing that was on Apple's service. Uh, oh, yes. Um, uh, Greyhound. Greyhound was awesome. Oh, it's my so gosh. Good, yeah. It's very technical. You know, like they really get into the the, the way these mm-hmm. ships work and how you rotate 30 degrees and then, you know, how you talk. This is the language of all of that navigation. It's very cool. And those yeah. Germans were dicks. Yeah, they were. Oh. oh, did you did you forget to load your ammunition? Oh, oh. this is so sad to hear. They were dicks. such dicks. <laughs> they were just trying to. I mean, they were basically like modern day like four chan. They were just a holes. <laughs> YouTube commenters. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great movie though. Loved it. Yeah. 
All right, here's a here's something that made me laugh, and I don't know why, but here it is. No, 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 no. That guy, I like that. Guy. <laughs> well, speaking no, of Shia no, LaBeouf, no, 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 no. it reminds me of Dunaway. No, 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 no. That's <laughs> something you'd say. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, Johnson. What is this? Oh, it's a thing. Johnson, how is the captain going to authorize a surprise birthday party for himself? Oh, it's this guy. Uh, that's great. Listen, you're yep. a real hoot. Yeah, it's that guy. We love that, that guy's got a shower. great one more shower. Yeah. Yeah. That guy's got a great voice for military. He just yeah, sounds it's perfect. Like, perfect yeah. for this. Anytime you, you want to make him, what was he on 24? He was the head of, head of secret security C- or secret C- service C- or right. something like that. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Something like remind that. Remind me, remind me the real hoot quote is from um, the Terminator. Wait, hold on. Uh, that's great. Listen, you're a real hoot. Nope. Uh, yeah, Armageddon. I think Armageddon. That's oh, right. Yeah. I think so. I think that's right. Ah, I can't remember now, but I think that's right. I can't remember either. Uh, well, I would know it if it was from Armageddon. I've seen that movie a hundred times. Um, I'm thinking of it's something where he's impact? in a, he, uh, <laughs> the other not, Armageddon. <laughs> it's an odd deep impact. I don't think. I don't remember. I could. I guess I could look at his IMDb and we figure it out. But oh no, it's huge. He's been in everything. Yeah, he's busy. Mm-hmm. There's something real good about that dude. He's real young in this, though. Really struck me. Oh, like yeah. Five. So young. He was so young. Here he is again saying something's cute. Well, that was cute. Yeah, that's pretty cute. <laughs> um, let's see. This is, oh, see what I see. Well, then I guess we'll just see what we'll see. Won't we? Won't we? <laughs> I'm, I'm through talking now. I'm done Won't talking. <laughs> I had a little weird buzz going on in that clip. Hold on. He's flying in from Hawaii. No, I don't. Oh, yeah, there you go. Hey, Hawaii. Randy, check that out. Flying flying in Hawaii. Hawaii. Why? Why? Didn't someone pull him to the side and say, listen, cocaine bill, you can't say, <laughs> just say Hawaii. Just say it the way people say it. Ugh. Yeah, they're allowed to say that on like Hawaii 5 yeah. <laughs> They can have the characters who live there say Hawaii, yeah. but not, no, not Gary Busey. Not Busey. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is what he thinks of your bully base. It smells like a lard omelet. That made me laugh. Where's the lard omelet? I don't want a lard omelet. I don't know. You sure? That sounds kind of good. It does not sound good, does it? No. Is it is it an omelet still with eggs uh, and just lard added, or is it just a straight lard in the shape of an omelet? Yeah. You get a spoon. You take a tablespoon of lard and put it in your cast iron skillet. Yeah. You make an omelet. I'm yeah. telling you. No, that's, that's fine. Right. That, well, that, that, what you're describing that's what is, it is fine. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's I thought, well, the way I thought he was saying <laughs> would be like a, like Brian said, like a solid yeah. omelet made of lard. Right. That's no good. I'm going to replace my egg with lard. Yeah. No yeah, eggs, no. Uh-uh. just lard. No. Yeah, no, no. good. Uh-uh. Forget it. No. Here's no. this loogie in my soup while you're at it. My well, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I'm glad you said that because here's that moment and it's really gross. So enjoy. Gosh, Ugh. dang it, dude. You have dude. not put some warning on that? I did. I just said, I just <laughs> right. did. It's bad. I warned you. Yeah, I just warned you. You got a big fat warning right before that, and I'm never playing it again. That's the last you'll hear of it. It's horrifying. I'll never, I'm not deleting it. that clip when we're done. It's yeah, going away. It and empty the trash right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. Never again. All right. Secure him in the meat locker, everybody. Secure him in the meat locker. Okay. There's more abuse. <laughs> That's right. I exactly love what you yep. described it as. Yep. Right. I love that he's willing to take all the chances, but he's going to, you know, he's going to cower to to Seagal's suggestion that if he puts him in the brig, he has to tell the captain. I'm like, oh, right. Yeah. I, I think he can get away with that. Yeah. I mean, it seems like they get away with a lot of stuff and the captain doesn't know about it. So. Right. 
you probably get does the captain ever leave that little <laughs> that room he has? i'm trying to remember <laughs> no i don't think well, so they filmed all of his scenes uh, the, right both of his scenes in the same like <laughs> office next to the studio right yeah maybe he had no legs then. i don't know just kidding i have no idea all right here's uh, the girl she's a little mm-hmm. concerned about this i just hope i don't throw up all right don't do that nobody mm-hmm. wants that true. i would throw up. if tommy Lee jones lean on me like that i'd be like stop yeah. it tommy Lee Jones, get off of me you're breathing on me all right what band is this any ideas who that is of it? winger oh is that winger i don't know it sounds like winger it does sound like Winger. Yeah, Winger's uh, not a bad guess, but or Warren. That's, that's the covers. Wingert. Winger. Uh, <laughs> Wingert. Close. <laughs> Wingert. Yeah, Wingert. That's a cover band. Yeah, they do uh, Winger covers. Right? There's not even a soundtrack listing on. Let me see if there's one on. Good. IMDb. This 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 movie does not need a soundtrack because no. it's just like there's a couple of hit songs, but they're all just like thirty seconds or less. Well, they have that could be Snap the Power. Oh no, no, that's the power. I've that's got the power. power. When uh, yeah. yeah, when Mo was doing, who is it? What was his name? Dancing. He was showing the moves. Mo, Mo Junior. Mo Moses. Mo no. Mo Moly Mo Mole Man. I Mole no Man. Whatever yeah, he was, but he was bugging. Could he was be getting... the band Cryer. C R Y E R. All right, that oh, sounds. John Cryer's band. Great. Right. <laughs> Spot on. That could be. A... Yeah, because all the rest of the stuff I think is something else. Uh, this also made me laugh real hard. Go get my pies out of the oven. All right. <laughs> you know, he said it twice. He kept saying it. Yeah. My pies. I don't <laughs> care. Don't let me out of it. Just my give me the pies. All right. Here's Tuco saying stuff. Well, it's only like 40 degrees in there, man. You'll be fine. He's got a guard. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds a little fine. like Cheech and Chong when he says that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but why do the guards right. sound like this? Listen to this last bit here. I'm a little concerned. This right here. Whoops, hold on. Oh, it's only like 40. I'll play it there. Oh, it's only like 40 degrees in there, man. You'll be fine. He's got a guard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was the first one. He's got a guard. You could have told me that that was uh, Cheech Marine talking to Tommy Chong and and I would have believed you. You you might be right. Uh, Damn, he's good, I wrote. I don't know what this is. Four minutes ahead of schedule. Damn, I'm good. Oh. Because he's ahead of schedule. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones. We've now crossed over the point where they've taken over. So now all clips yeah. are belong to us. Here's one for, oh, it's about being a learning experience. Let this be a learning experience, gentlemen. If you resist, we will kill you and the man next to you. Now move out of here in an orderly fashion. Take a breath, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, that's the role he basically played in The Fugitive. I mean. Kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. Or in everything he ever made. Search yeah. every outhouse, outhouse, kid house, hen house, cat house, uh, crowded house. Uh, <laughs> crowded house. Uh, full no. house. That's so good. Full house. Full house. Full house. <laughs> I knew there was another one. Uh, all right. Haunted house. There you go. All right. How about uh, angry acting? Porter from, house. <laughs> Porter house. Angry acting from Gary Busey or Barry Goosey, I almost said. <laughs> Barry Goosey. <laughs> <laughs> So enjoy that. The past few weeks, Commander Krill has become increasingly hostile to the crew, possibly due to anger over my last reviews of his performance. I recommend that he be given a psychological evaluation before taking over his next assignment. Jeez. Wow. Easy there. I looked at that picture of his face the whole time that played. He was using all of his teeth in that role. <laughs> oh, yeah. All 38 of those front teeth. And then the bottom 48 as well. He's using the, the bottom 48, the lower 48. He has so many teeth. I mean, him, if you had mm-hmm. him stand next to um, 
Uh, Kirsten Dunst? No. <laughs> That's She's funny. got you a lot of teeth also. That, That's not her I was thinking of. But she does have a lot of teeth. <laughs> I'm thinking of um, a white, uh, b- uh, b- freaking lighthouse guy. Um, can I name his name? Oh, um, Will Defoe. Will Def- Will and Defoe. Oh, Defoe, yeah. Put oh, those yeah. two together and you got more teeth than half of America. <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> crazy how many teeth they have. A dentist's uh, a new house is what you've got there. Yep. Uh, all right. Here's one you got to give the disc to Mr. Pitt. The disc, Mr. Pitt. The disc, Mr. Pitt. The disc, Mr. Pitt. That Mr. Pitt. drops it in there. Yeah. That Mr. Pitt really wanted to be the uh, the quarterback is toast guy from uh, Die Hard and, and never lived up to that. Never quite did. Right. But he was supposed to be that, like the tech guy, the computer yeah. guy. I mean, the movie I'm, I'm, the movie was right, though, in the in the model to say everyone needs to have a unique, uh, like a, everyone's an archetype and their unique personalities. Yeah. And like that, that is the right way to do it. But his, I think his kind of failed. He wasn't great. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, like I said in my intro, too many of them, just too many. You can't you can't pull a heist with a hundred people. There were a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, on a ship like that, maybe you need a hundred people. I don't know. But not not on a movie. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but, not yeah. in a movie. Not Scott. a movie. Dude, All right, here's a, a movie. Here's Chief O'Brien. <laughs> Chief O'Brien coming in. And we finally shut the crosshatches port and starboard. Well, okay, Captain. Oh yeah, I guess he did talk. Well, did yeah. not remember that. A couple times, but not too many. Yeah, he drops the f bomb. Yeah, I think I may have capped that. We'll see. Uh, here's one of a deep kimchi joke about kimchi, which is funny because back in 92, I don't think anyone knew what kimchi was, but here it is. You're in deep kimchi, buddy. All right. There's that. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. Another female talking in the yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. And that was at the that was Speaking back at the base uh-huh. or whatever. And then and then she sat her down and told her to shut up. Was God. This is probably a whole country that knew what kimchi was. <laughs> yeah. Well, they did. But I didn't I didn't know. And I had Korean siblings and I didn't know what kimchi was. <laughs> All right, here's fun Tommy Lee Jones rant. You know and I know that chaos and bedlam are consuming the entire world. UV light waves are only the beginning, Tom. We have an inch of topsoil left. He just he loves that no break talking. Yeah. Yeah. He's into it. It's like right. the opposite of Shatner. It's the anti-Shat. Yeah, anti-Shat. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Shant Shant Shantner. Uh here's a revolution. A revolution gets its name by always coming back around in your face. Oh, okay. In your face. In your face. All right. Uh, something about some bullshit. What kind of babbling bullshit is this? All right, that's that's a keeper for a long time. By yeah, the way, that that's stay on the soundboard. Feels like that needs. Yeah, there's plenty I, of use. I for heard that. that and said Scott needs to keep that on <laughs> on forever and get rid of the loogie. <laughs> All right, loogie's gone. <laughs> the loogie out goes the loogie. It's like a straw. It can only fit so many marbles in that straw. Right. Exactly. Loogie straw or loogie ball goes out one end. In comes babbling bullshit. All right, exactly. uh, only fit so many. Rick, don't try. <laughs> Go with it. Don't, don't, don't unpack it. Yeah, don't just, unpack it. Just, just, uh, what about what if it was uh if it was boba pearls? You can only fit so many boba pearls in it. There you go. At okay. least that's something you do put in a straw. You don't put marbles in a straw. Yeah, so that's boba true. pearls is a good way. Is, a good, is that what those are called? Call. Pearls? Pearls. Right? Okay. Are they? No. Okay. Oh. Yes. I thought they were just bobas. I don't know. <laughs> can well, you they put get, some can you put some bobas in the bottom, please? I'd yeah. like some bobas. They're like boogers. I don't like boba tea. You can't do them. They're like little ball They're tapioca balls. balls yeah. yeah, I like them. <laughs> so we got a place that's opening up here called Boba Boba, and I can't wait to go in there and go Boba 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 Boba. We just had we just original, had. sir. <laughs> get you, sir. Well, they open in April. I'm going to be the first person to walk in and say it. So How I, original, I, sir. Can I'm going to camp out outside so that I can be the first person in the door to go Boba Boba. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. 
Get out of here. I love that. All right. You guys explain to me what this is. The ship contains 40,000 rounds of 20 millimeter Sea Whiz. What's Sea Whiz? Sea <laughs> Whiz. That's what, uh, uh, that's what you, the, the, uh, the, 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 Oh, okay. So it's just pee. I almost I was trying to say that joke without using the word semen because you'd forget about my <laughs> joke part and concentrate on the semen part. Whenever there's Always semen in the room, the I tend to concentrate on it. Um but yeah, like I don't know what sea whiz is. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't either. So, I don't either. I heard that and was thinking, what's Sea Whiz? Yeah. Mm. Can I get some Sea Whiz in my crackers? <laughs> Again, this movie had a hard on for getting all the terminology right. So it's probably like the letter C dash some yeah. something that starts with W and they shortened it. Oh, and that's what they actually right. the that Navy. could be it. Weaponized uh, with something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, if anyone out there is like a Navy vet or whatever, and you want to write in and tell us what the hell C Wiz is, that'd be great. I I tried to find out a lot of this stuff by looking at the subtitling. The subtitling for this movie was terrible. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, was it's not good. Huge segments of dialogue. I didn't turn it on, but I, I'm going to take your word for that. Here's a great, uh, some great code. Subs up. It's all rock and roll to me, man. Any sign of Wiley Coyote? No. Meet at the birdcage as planned, Roadrunner. Out. <laughs> Bunch of shit <laughs> that was. That's so dumb. Every part of that was dumb. <laughs> anyway, I like. I kind of like the Japanese helper guy, um, but he didn't get enough screen time. He was all right, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Except for that Wiley Coyote part was pretty good. All right. Here's Tommy Lee Jones uh, meeping. Meep, meep. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh call meanie swears. So I did get it. Here it is. Get this for myself. Jeez. Yeah. He hasn't been that pissed since you got taken over by an alien while his wife was having a baby and Worf had to deliver it. Remember that? That's what he said. That's what he said when he turned off his comms every time uh Captain Picard said, (laughs) Can you did you bait him in time? Beep him up. Get this for myself. (laughs) You've got that Irish. (laughs) I get it myself. I grew up with a I, I grew up with an Irish grandfather, Edward O'Brien, and I only ever heard him get mad once, and that's exactly what he sounded like. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> he, what was he mad at? Did you do something? Was something you he, did? He was at my house. Mm-hmm. My mom was away, and my granddad Ed O'Brien was washing the coffee pot. It was a glass carafe, and <gasps> broke it. No, got so freaking mad. It was the only time I ever heard my sweet old grandpa lost his mind and started using the F word, which I didn't even know was possible. Yeah, I never heard a grandparent F word. You're lucky. You're you you live in rarefied air. I never heard a grandparent say the F word once, and I would love to have heard my grandma. Were any of them Irish? Because that's that's my grandpa. It's usually feckin' though, right? They don't give you the full F. They give you the feckin'. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Here's uh, um, uh, I wrote, "What the hell is going on?" What the hell is going on? That's because that's what he said. Oh, that's <laughs> that actor. That that's the guy I was talking about. I like him in a lot of things, but uh, oh yeah, uh, uh, he bummed me bummed me out in here because he just didn't help much. What the hell is going on? But that guy, I like that guy. What do we what do we got him from? Like, what's the most um, prominent? Thing? God, oh, I know everything. It's like some comedy where he's uh, shit. Everything. Oh, uh, isn't he on Brooklyn Nine Nine? Uh, well, no, I don't oh, think so. I know uh, you're talking about, but I don't oh, think he's as Scully. No, that's a different no, actor. That is a yeah. different actor. Yeah. Um, oh, that's so funny you say that. Something though, that feels like right. that. Like something like that. Uh, right. I'm going to find the guy. Oh, we're going to hate ourselves when we figure it out because he's been in a million things. I'm going to find has, him. Yes. His name is. Uh, I couldn't even find him in the list of IMDb. So I'm like, oh, did he really? just not get listed? Oh, he's in here. He's got to be in here. You um, think so? Gene Barge. You think so, wouldn't you? 
No, Tom. Troy. Wood. He's Troy. Uh, is he Troy Evans? Troy Evans is. Oh, uh, yes, it's Troy Evans. Okay. Um, he's in Bosch. Is that what I'm? We see him of? a lot in Bosch because he's one. He's a crate and bar- or cracker and barrel or whatever. Oh, those, he's the uh, one. Yes, from the other from the other pair of de- de- detectives. Yeah. Um, um. So much other stuff though, like Ace Ventura, Demolition Man, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> Oh, he was on ER for looks like the entire run. He was ER. That's what I'm thinking of. Is ER? That's it. That's it. Thank you. He was an orderly or something on there, right? He was. uh, He was an administrator at the hospital. If I remember. Oh, Frank Martin, Officer Martin, Officer Martin. Oh, maybe it's a. I don't know. (laughs) Martin. Martin? Oh, was he? Yeah, he was like a uh, a guard at the hospital or something, Something right? Like Like he was. Yeah. Yeah. He's been in everything. My gosh, this yeah. guy's career. He was busy dude. Started on Lou Becker. Grant, never stopped. Still was he ever on MASH? No. <laughs> <laughs> seems, to be our, seems to be our barometer today. Let's find out. Nope, no MASH. No MASH. MASH so, or no MASH, sir? <laughs> MASH or no MASH? You know, uh, uh, what's his name? Swayze. Patrick Swayze was on MASH. That was a oh. thing. Yeah. For that. I don't know why I'm he telling you. He was on planes, trains, and in the movie Planes, Trains, and Automobiles as an antisocial trucker, an uncredited role. Antisocial I trucker. I don't remember that. that. I just remember I that one either. guy going, <laughs> that guy. He was the best. He was a competing basketball coach in the movie Teen Wolf. Oh. Okay. I don't he recall was, that. Uh, <laughs> he was on Cheers as what? a cop, which was almost. When are we going to watch, when are we gonna watch <laughs> Teen Wolf, man? Teen we got to watch that. Teen Wolf? Man, Pluto TV has a Family Ties uh, channel, and I have just been running it nonstop. And they and show so Teen I'm Wolf? having some Michael J. Fox moments. Is it the cut? Is it the cut? The cut where the guy has his wiener out on the on the yeah benches? the extras on the bleachers? Yeah, that in there. Probably yes, not. not on Pluto. Not on Pluto. I bet they don't. Not probably not on Pluto. No. Not on Pluto. Yeah. I can't believe we haven't sacked Teen Wolf. I'm blown away. Right yeah, that's one I could have sworn we'd sacked, but I I give up on this damn game. <laughs> I give up on the heavy sacked never, game. I never, yeah, I never uh, get these right. <laughs> I so. finally watched it in the last 11 years. I watched Teen Wolf, and I just right. assumed that that was a sacking. I've seen Teen Wolf 2 oh, more recently, which was the Justin Bateman one back in the, the sequel. Oh, 2. Bad, yeah, bad. Teen Wolf 2. It's pretty bad. Uh, here's Laundry Guy. So this is fun. Check this out. I do laundry. I was ironed during the golf war. I cut out for this hero bullshit. Okay. I do yeah. laundry. Yeah. I do laundry. All right. Good luck. He was that. the womanizer, right? Because he's the one yes. like, hey, wait up, Miss July. Yeah. Wait I'll up. Here with, I'll wait here with you. Yeah. I do laundry. I do laundry. They were all kind of embarrassingly focused on her when she first shows up on the ship. It was a little much. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but I've never been out on. I, I've never served in the military, and I've never been out for long periods of time. I can't say what I might yeah, respond to. If most a, a, a young, lot of those guys showed up. There's a stereotype about it. A lot of those guys in in the real Navy. A lot of those guys are married. Most of them have families. They get to see them when they're on on shore leave. Right. Uh, it's very. There are young guys who you know they're just out there trying to find themselves for sure. But it's a big range. It's not just a big oh, yeah. frat house full of 22 year olds. And this is what this was acting like. So kind of bummed me out uh, here. Okay. Now I have a list of my favorite short shits that I keep uh, files. Of. Short shits. Short shits. Top and of the it's, short shits. it's things like, um, well, here. I'll, Did I'll one of those you before a, the show. I'll give you. Yeah. <laughs> that's good to know. I'm really glad you told us. Um, 
here's here's a kind of make that up. Here's a couple of examples. I have this one. The shitter. Okay, I have this one. Shit. All right, another one. Wait. Shit. Okay, here's a good one. Pig shit. All right, it's a good one. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I have that. Where's one our hunting of Hill House or Hill House on the Haunted Hill or whatever? Yeah, it is. that one's the, great. Echo. That's the my favorite. Hey, shit. Shit. Let's see. Hello, Scott. Oh, shut up, shithead. Oh, that's a shit name. Hold the bullshit. Shit. That's it. Holy that's piece it. of there shit. All right, so I have a lot of these and I enjoy them, but I think I may have found a new favorite in the movie Under Siege, so I'm going to play it now. The world premiere, okay? Everybody, Ooh. Scott's new favorite short shit is what I wrote here. So here it is. It's short. Shit. There you go. Wow, that's <laughs> wow, that that's is the shortest short. of the shits. Yeah. It's that weird it's the guy we didn't like very much in his role the the nerd, but uh he was real short with his shit. shit. Here's a sp- uh, oh speak English. Why can't you speak English? Okay, that's good. Well, why can't you speak English? <laughs> how, did, how did he die? Remind me how he died. Oh, he got blown up. Uh, Steven Seagal sent him his personal missiles. That oh, he had right, in his back pocket. Right. Mm. I forgot about that. He died okay. in the submarine. Okay, submarine. Right. Right. Submarine. submarine. Uh, here's Tommy saying Tommy Hawks. Tomahawks. Wow. Tomahawks. Jeez. Wow. That's pretty. That's as good as a short shit. All right, here's destroy them. Oh, sorry, destroy them in the air, guy. Tell me we can destroy them in the air. What? Is oh, that guy. Him? That guy around the table is my favorite war room around the table. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a shot at the end when all is resolved and everybody's happy, and he's on the phone and he's flailing his hands, and it's like, it, uh, how many is, takes did that take? We're not. Well, let's just move on. That's yeah. pretty impressive for an actor. This guy did his complete role sitting down at a table responding to real world yeah, so Morgan Freeman and deep impact and, and yeah uh, that is some pretty impressive acting <laughs> I mean I don't know if I could sit down and act that outraged strongly disliked every scene in the war room in Washington DC yeah they strongly. were bad. yeah, yeah. the G the, the G the Seaways guy was okay because he sounded like legitimately like a dude that but, talked about but things, like but. was it was so tropey to have the head of the CIA be uh, you know like <laughs> sort of dirty like, yeah, not dirty, yeah. but like he's been covering something up, and he's you're gonna look at his face while he sweats. You know, yeah. <laughs> it was too trouble. Yeah, I agree. But this guy, tell me we can destroy them in the air. He's the man. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe they left that in. Honestly, honestly, can't believe it. I wish I am trying to see if there's any way I can find this guy. In. Yeah. Oh, there it is, Dennis Lipscomb. 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 Okay. Lipscomb. Lipscomb. And uh, War Games, he was... Uh, oh, really? It, it was Watson in War Games. Feels oh, right. Is. Yeah. Apollo, right. Uh, let's see, Apollo 11, uh, Party 5, ER, also in ER. Okay. Sure. Uh, Lots of TV. X-Files. God, Tons there's something... Uh, yeah. He was in every episode of Cop Rock. <laughs> oh, good. Remember yeah. that show? Yeah. yeah Cop <laughs> Nobody Rock. does. Was he, this, was he this kind of actor? Was he... All over the top. I don't crazy. remember. I never saw Cop Rock, so I have no idea. He's great. Oh, he was that's where I know him from. He was in the pilot of Moonlighting. Of course, I'd know him ah, from that. Yeah, of course. But uh he's the guy that hires uh Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, Willis to yeah, yeah, to to you know solve the mystery, and then he turns out to be the guy who committed the mystery or committed the crime. Oh, committed wow. the mystery. Which was I, I think every episode. Mystery. 
Right. He was also <laughs> in that day after movie. He was the reverend. That's how oh, yeah, I know him. He was. Yep. I was obsessed with that back in the day. Lipscomb. Well, well done, Lipscomb. Lipscomb. We'll never forget you. Tell me we can destroy them in the air. All right, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> he died in 2014. Oh. At the age of 72. Yeah, that's a pretty good run. That's pretty good. That's not bad. Yeah. yeah. I hope I make it that far. Here's a Tommy Lee line that I liked. I got tired of coming up with last minute desperate solutions to impossible problems created by other people. Nice. Nice. Well done, Tommy <laughs> Lee. The F word. Done it. Another F word. And that means time for this word. It's the film sack checklist. Number one, Tommy Lee Jones looks smelly. Check. <laughs> He did. He looks smelly. <laughs> that to me. leather jacket, man. That's a sweet-ass jacket, though, with yeah. the, uh, the bedazzled eagle in the back. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty sweet. I couldn't... But I, very stanky. I didn't know what to call that look, but you're right. Bedazzled is the right description. It yeah. was very 19... Late I mean, 80s. I guess almost rhinestone. No, we weren't rhinestones, though. They were... Uh, yeah, those were studded. I mean, he studded yeah. those things in those there. St- metal studs. He's yeah. a stud. Number two, the military never looked so helpless. Check. And number three, finally, blame it on the cook. Check. Uh, hey, uh, Star Trek Connections, there's a big fat obvious one. Well, he's not fat, but uh, uh, Cole Meany, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Miles O'Brien on Star Trek The Next Generation and Deep Space Nine was, of course, in this as one of the henchmen guys. Uh, and also, I think he was in a movie or two. I'm not sure about that. Um, who, O'Brien? But, but, For sure. But wait, there's more. Uh, Tuco Salamanca, uh, Raymond Cruz. Uh, was uh, obviously in this. He was Ramirez in this movie. And uh, like 10 years later, he was the voice of Lieutenant Jorge Gonzalez in Star Trek Elite Force 2. Oh. But, but I also found him in a DS9 Wait, there's episode. Mm-hmm. There's a DS9 episode called The Siege of AR-558 where the whole crew, including Quark, goes t- to this cave where some federation people are under siege that's uh, they're you said the name under siege and he he gets the, <laughs> one of them and he gets this amazing moment where he he has this whole monologue about losing his best friend and in you know the guy didn't even know that he was his best friend anyway wow. uh Raymond Cruz great actor but we got to talk again about Glenn Morshower cuz not only was he uh you know like in several star trek things uh, in in addition to under siege, like this guy must have he must have had somebody on somebody had him on speed dial through the nineties. Yeah. He was in Voyager. He he was in an episode called Resistance in uh, TNG. He was in Peak Performance. The episode he played a different character in my favorite episode of all of TNG, which is called Starship Mine, which is oh. Die Hard on the Enterprise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like it just yeah. Wow, these connections are. Crazy this week. They're crazy. Yeah. Crazy connections. All right. Soundtrack great. I give it an MB for not bad. Some sometimes bad though, but it was fine. <laughs> it was fine. Sometimes it was bad though. Just put that out there. Uh Twitter post. All right. That's where you guys sum it up in 280 characters or less. <laughs> Some odd characters. Ah, <laughs> oh, you sum it up. That's Just written right it. here. Why I can't read it, I don't know. But you guys are gonna do that, and this time we'll start with Randy. Uh, under siege. Literally hundreds of men and one attractive woman, but she's asleep. Just like a Saturday night. At- <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Brian Dunaway. Oh, under siege. I have two rules. One, I don't watch Seagal movies. And two, I lie about not watching Seagal movies. <laughs> it's okay to admit it. It's fine. I like him. Okay. 
Uh, finally, Brian Ibbett. Under siege, what do you get when you stick an aging action star in a walk-in freezer? A block of seagull. Did y'all read the trivia where Tommy Lee Jones was a dick on scene on uh, on set with uh, Seagal? He would leave. He he would constantly call him Seagull, and then he would leave fish (laughs) in his room. Leave fish in his room. Yeah, like he's a Seagull. Oh, really? He would do that. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's nice. I kind of like it. I don't know why. And, that's nut, That's nutty. That's and that's why Seagal is so hurt. Oh, poor guy. Again, I could just, like, I don't believe stuff like that because I met yeah. Steve yeah. Seagal logging into IMDb and writing that himself. <laughs> My memory of him accepting his Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor in The Fugitive was him showing up with a bald head and nobody could figure out why. And it was because he was making a Ty Cobb documentary or a Ty oh. Cobb docu-pick thing. And I don't know why that's such a strong memory for me. I don't even like award shows, but I have this this image of Tommy Lee Jones with a shit. I don't know why I'm watching them. I don't even like them. Yeah, but here I am watching it. Here I am watching your stupid award show. Damn award show. Okay. Hey, uh, now. Oh, wait. That was Twitter posts. Did we do Brian? We did. Yeah. No. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. I told a joke. Yeah, you did. The, that's right. Flock of seagull. I mean, yeah, we're a flock of seagull. It was such a good joke. It blew my mind. And now, I, now I'm back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> now, now we do this. Oh, yeah, that's right. Alternative titles. Look at this. It was almost called Freezer Time with Russian Bob or Take the Cake. Because <laughs> there's a naked lady in it. All right. Uh, emails. These are emails we are now going to read. These came to us at filmsackagemail.com. I got two of them. One's very short. Uh, this is from Paul from Michigan. He says, hey, Sackers, I'm behind a few episodes, but the burp equivalent to a shart for us, was a uh, vomit burp or verp. Yeah. I love verp. the show. Oh, Paul. Okay, it really is a verp. Verp, yeah. And I got a number right. of these, three or four emails just like this, same shortness saying it's called a verp. So I think we have confirmation that a shart on the other end is a verp, which we okay. absolutely yeah. did discuss. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'll go with that. Sure. I don't even sure. think he's a few episodes I'll behind. Allow it. Wasn't that just last week we talked about that? Or maybe it was last week, yeah. Yeah, so you're not behind at all, bud. You're right up there. You're caught up. Uh, then one from Jeff who wrote in said, Sackers, believe you missed a highlight of Ron Popeil on his official website. Welcome to the official Ron Popeil website, it says. Uh, there is a listing of awards. One is too good not to share with you. Largest collection of olive oil bottles. According to the Guinness World of Records, October 2011, he has the largest collection of olive uh, oil bottles. Uh, consists of 2,400, uh, sorry, 2,440 and belong to Ronald Popeil of Beverly Hills, California, as of October 1st, 2011. Jeff. Wow. Yeah. That's so, a lot. Isn't that a weird, that's a weird thing to be known for. You got all of those all really bottles. Yeah. yeah. Good job, Ron Popeil. You did it. I was hoping it'd be something like, he's got so many pocket fishermen, they lost track of how many he's got. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mr. Microphones or whatever. Anyway, so there you go. Thanks for your emails. We love it. And especially when you riff on stuff we're talking about, um, it makes the conversation even more fun. So keep those coming in. Filmsack at gmail.com. Our next movie is The Devil's Advocate. 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 A movie I never saw. I have no reference to this film at all. So... Your wish is our command. We don't know. What's this on? What's this? I've seen on? this. This oh, is. Uh, oh, this is our. Hold on. Um, it's HBO uh, Max. March Maxness is what we're. Oh, doing. that's very good. 
all month of March, March Maxness, go to HBO Max to watch these movies, including Under Siege and uh, Devil's Advocate. That's right. Okay, well, here it is. Now I remember. Keanu Reeves, Al Pacino, Charlize mm-hmm. Sells his soul to the devil for a really good job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like most of us. I never saw this, but <laughs> it's rated pretty well. People seem to like this movie. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Charlize. We'll see. Else? Jeffrey Jones is in this. I wonder if he's got a... A warm gummy bear in his pocket. That'll be cool. <laughs> uh, Craig T. Nelson's in this. Oh, Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm in. I'm in like Flynn. So yeah. 1997's uh, Devil's Advocate available now on HBO Max. So please tune in and check that out. That'll be next week right here on FilmSack. In the meantime, FilmSack.com is our website. You can go there anytime, find anything you need, including our Twitter account, at FilmSack. And why don't you just head out there and review uh, the show wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be happy you did. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Outstanding. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Tell me we can destroy them in the air. <laughs>